You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And welcome to Ring Post Radio, the only show. No, I don't really have like a little thing here. The only show that um, before every before every show we have a talent meeting uh, where uh, Scotty gives me tough love, uh, much like uh, much akin to Kenny Omega. I'm Ryan Nightsey. Uh, I pulled that out of my butt um, like I do everything on the show. Uh, I am joined as always by Scotty Edwards. Scotty, how are you doing today? I am here. I am forgetting what we're talking about today. <laughs> Perfect. So ideal. Probably AEW madness because that's all I had to read on Twitter this week. So I'm sure we have to talk about it now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're here. Uh, John Moxley is the AEW World Champion. The unified, uh, I guess. Unified? The unified, undisputed. There, that, that, there we AEW go. Undisputed World Champion. Mm-hmm. Um. We're getting Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay in the same ring this week. Yes. Um, yes, this Wednesday. And then and then also uh, Young Bucks versus Aussie Open, which I'm also super excited yeah, about. Yeah, a little exciting. Uh-huh. Um, and, oh, and uh, it's also All Out Week, as well as Clash at the Castle Week, as well, as well as NXT... I don't know what it's called. Worlds Collide. Worlds collide, which actually looks pretty good. So, which we'll also talk it, about today. All you you basically well, preview the show perfectly. I previewed the show of the show of previews, so you could just say I am King Kenny Preview. Omega, like Ryan said. Ryan said I was Kenny Omega. Uh-huh. Couldn't appreciate that more. Uh-huh. And I'm just gonna call Ryan um, um, Thunderosa because he Hold went on. to the bathroom. I do. I do cry in the bathroom after every show. But that is oh poor Thunder Rosa. I love Thunder Rosa. I feel so bad. I know. Um, well, yeah, like you said, a lot of lot of the drama continues in AEW. So we'll be talking, of course, about the drama. Uh, as long as previewing four shows all out next week. Clash of the Castle this Saturday. Worlds Collide happening the same time as all out. I'm gonna say it, right? Yeah. Clash of the Castle looks pretty good (laughs) looks pretty pretty choice i gotta say uh and then of course the n1 finals uh are also happening this saturday so lots of stuff to talk about well let's start off with some good news before we get into the drama uh and that is the iwgp women's tournament bracket we got a little more stuff figured out we talked about it last week and Gave some thoughts of who we thought, you know, maybe some AEW wrestlers, maybe Sasha's coming in. Who the heck knows? Uh, well, kinda... one of them didn't shock me. The other one, I have no idea who she is, so she couldn't have possibly shocked me. been on my radar. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, so we got two confirmations on the international side of the bracket. That is, of course, for the international side of it, Germany's alpha female, formerly known as Jazzy Gabbert in uh, WWE, uh, the second ever World of Stardom champion uh, is returning to Stardom, uh, taking part in the tournament. Uh, yeah, al- along with uh, Britain's Ava White will be mm. joining them and facing. They will be facing each other at the Royal Quest show, uh, New Japan show in England. I am so happy 
that when a stardom match is announced for the UK, mm-hmm. they get alpha female versus Ava White. That's what they deserve. Deal with it. Hopefully, okay. So, so let's let's discuss this. Sure. Alpha female in terms of stardom lore, lore is yeah. technically a big deal. It's because she is a former World of Stardom champion. I think she. Only, um, I think she already held it though for like forty days, if I'm not mistaken. She still had it. Good point. Okay? Good point. She still had it. There's only like what twelve uh, people who've had it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a prestigious belt for a reason. Um, she's probably like the one name. If you read through it, you'd be like, oh. Uh, so she beat Nanai Takahashi for it, which is a very big deal. Mm-hmm. And she lost it to Io Shirai, which is a very big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. We, Shuri is the 14th champion, I believe, mm-hmm. overall. So that's just, it, it kind of tells you how little this title is held. Um, yeah. And the 10-year span of the company. Yeah, and this is she does have the shortest reign, but she does have a reign nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, alpha female, big enough name that you can enter her on the international side. People know her in Japan, which is I think everyone has to remember the most important part of all this. Mm-hmm. Um, Ava White's she's just gonna be there to lose. Yeah, that's what she's there for. Ava White. I don't think it's really hurt. I don't think it hurts anything. Um. Obviously, you would have liked like a Millie McKenzie who just got released, of course, out of NXT UK, or you know, one of one of those names. Yeah, that's actually not but a bad idea. You have to remember they probably have had these plans now for a few months, so that's true. this wasn't probably something they were just going to scrap because they already had a deal yeah. um, with someone like an Ava White. Now, don't get me wrong, Millie McKenzie would be great. She'd probably come over eventually. She's been in Japan before mm-hmm. um, with the Medusa complex. So that that could happen. But uh, I think it's also important that the buy was not announced. The wrestler with the buy, that seems to be the big one, yes. the big token player, whoever it is. Um, and they'll probably be the one representing um in that IWGP match when it's all said and done. So, which that's still, you know, nothing's been formally announced. That's still obviously open. It could be not even teased, could be Sasha, could be AEW wrestler, could be some other person who the heck knows. Feels like it has to be big though, because this is ultimately going to be probably the finalist for the IWGP Women's Championship. So yes. it has to be, has to be someone with something behind them. Plus, I mean, they have to have a little bit more something behind them because not only are they getting a buy, but they will also presumably be defeating the second ever world of stardom champion you know that's true that's true that can't be taken lightly um and uh, then of course on the other side i'll just do this it's go for I'm it already talking uh so they picked the they did the lottery sticks which is a classic in stardom to decide which factions would be featured of course there's six mm-hmm. there will only be four featured um, the factions that are featured are Stars, Oedotai, Donna Del Mono, and Queen's Quest. So really, really, the OGs, yeah, kind of, yeah. Um, the original four um, left, and I think it's a good four. Um, Shuri once again picked a stick and lost. She is not very good at this. She missed out on the Wrestle Kingdom match because of this. She's a good wrestler, um, but just good, bad, terrible yeah. stick picker. Yeah, really bad. Really bad. Uh, <laughs> but the interesting part is they said it will be decided via the five star mm-hmm. who is representing each block. Um, also, there's matches already scheduled. So that comes into play. So 
top of my head who could be featured from a way to tie from i mean it's from stars it's gonna be mayu yeah it's not it's not it listen everyone mayu's winning this tournament i don't know if anyone's like really wondering about that it's kind of they kind of showed their hands when tommy and starlight kid and i think tam also got announced for a match so i think i think i don't remember the historic crossover card um I will go look at that while I'm doing it off the top of my head. Uh, it, I mean, the people that were there at the very least during this announcement were Mayu, Utami, Julia, and Starlight Kid. Right. I feel like okay, I mean, so, if, they, so, if those change, then cool, but also that's a solid four right there. Yeah. So here are the wrestlers announced for historic crossover already Shuri, Julia, Utami, Micah, Tam Nakano, Natsupoi, Starlight Kid, Mama Watanabe. So it's good to presume that it's not them. Is that what you're yeah. saying? It's good to presume it's not them, though. I wouldn't be shocked if one person maybe got removed from that. Like, I don't think anyone would suffer if Momo Watanabe had to miss teaming with El Desperado and Doki. Mm-hmm. Right. True. So true. I could see that po- be a possibility. But at the same time, it's not going to matter because the final is going to be Mayu Yutani. So you can put any of these people in the actual bracket. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting to that final. Um, so I'm thinking... That leaves, it open. My... that leaves it open to be like Mayu and Starlight Kid, maybe, in like the... Yeah, you could do that too. Um, but you're doing that on the final day of the five-star. So I don't know if they want to run that back. True. And true. I mean, Mayu and Momo is like the best combo you can have a lot of the time for like the most consistent matchup. So thinking off the top of my head, Mayu, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing it's whoever has the most points out of a way to tie because Starlight, yeah, well, Starlight Kid and Momo right. faced each other. Momo won, so Momo probably by default. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the other side... Which also be... at the crossover, like you said, they could have backup. So you can take out Momo and put in like a Starlight yeah. Kid. Yeah, yeah, which also works. Um, Starlight Kid. And, I'm just and going Desperado, off the five star here because, and then for DDM, it's going to be either Micah or Hermeka, I think, mm-hmm. and they face the final day of the five star. So that's a good one. That'll decide that for you. And then who's the other group that I'm not thinking of? Queen's Quest. Queen's Quest. Yep. Yeah. I have no. I have no. I have, I have absolutely no clue. I mean, you would think it would be Otami, but I could see them not having her in it. Because she's teaming with Tanahashi and like they're not changing that match. What about uh Saya? What is Saya doing? Well you could I mean you could absolutely do Saya. She's just a champion. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah, the... she would have to lose the title and maybe that's you know maybe, so that's maybe the game you do play. the Kyrie match in between and have Kyrie win the title off of her and then Saya can go off and do that. Right, right. Yeah. So that's that's really the game we play. Um, but it's fun to think about. I just think they should indeed stack it up i wouldn't be shocked if they had a weaker name representing one of these factions but in the end it's all about mayu winning mm-hmm. um i think so it's also be said that during this whole press conference rena yamashita did a save so it, yeah it, yeah she sure did it may you know she they're building that up to be like a hardcore tag team match at a stardom yeah. and showcase but mm. it did make me think of like well i guess technically the international side of the bracket could have Rina Yamashita as the bi person. I mean, it is international. It's not stardom, right? I, right. Was, I was just like thinking about it. I was like, I guess Germany, Britain, it could be just Japan. I think that's a cop out, but I guess. 
Yeah, I thought about that recently when I saw Riho was announced for Gato Move. I was like, hmm. Yeah. I feel like she could break the cheat code if they wanted to. Yeah, I guess Riho could could maybe because then you Japan also have now. the AEW connection there with Riho. Yeah, and she's back in Japan. And so. she's been in stardom before. Right. So <laughs> I think she's a, I think Riho's a very, very good possibility if we're counting that as international. What's the yeah. big if though? I have no idea what's yeah. being counted and what's not. I just feel like Japan is like doing an international Japan person's like a weird kind No, of I agree. <laughs> I agree. I'm just saying I think Riho's not like if if it were to be someone that isn't Tony Storm or all these other people we named. Mm-hmm. Could be Rio. Yeah, could be. Sasha Banks remains a dream, though. Oh, 100%. It's a dream. Uh, well, let's let's move on to the next topic. Uh, Kingston v. Go- Guevara. More drama unfolds mm. after a talent... This, after, is, this after got talent really uninteresting, to be fair. Oh, yeah. It, it got interesting as, like, everything came out, but... We'll, it was interesting, we'll and then it was like, ah, well... Yeah, once you find Eddie, out Eddie's, why... Eddie, and then Eddie was like, yeah. Yeah. It, my bad. <laughs> Basically, what happened is the uh, following an unaired promo that Sam Guevara made at a Rampage taping, where you know he accepted the all-out match of Eddie Kingston, uh, you know, but during the promo, Sam Guevara called Eddie Kingston a fat piece of shit. Uh, Eddie Kingston then got in a verbal dispute with Sam Guevara afterwards uh, that ended with a brief physical altercation or uh, interaction. Yeah, uh, Kingston was then suspended for a month. Uh, basically coming out of it you know it oh we hear that news coming out on wednesday that's you know very huge news another big backstage drama turns out that the sort of the issue is that like kingston didn't like the fact of that old school mentality of like don't call me a fat piece of shit because if you beat me then you just beat a fat piece of shit so who cares right? right so that's apparently what kingston was upset about and then really he's he admits to it he says you know the truth. I wouldn't lie. I was wrong for being professional. This is a un, this is a quote from Eddie Kingston. I was wrong for being unprofessional. That is blind fact. He did what he did, and the public can judge that. But I know for a fact I was wrong. I think he like you know he's admitting that you know I should probably have touched the guy. I should have pushed pie face the guy afterwards, even if I was upset by it. Um, you know that's that and that's fair. I also got Sammy Guevara's comment here as well, but mm. very long comment, basically saying that. Um, the professional thing to do is like, hey, don't mention this when you're cutting a promo. Uh, Sammy did the heel thing of saying that he's a fat piece of shit. You know, do the body shaming sort of thing. Kingston didn't like that. They got in a verbal argument in the back. Pie faced. Uh, Kingston went on suspension. Sammy Guevara alludes that Kingston went on anger management as well during the suspension. Um, and then, yeah, and then that's pretty much it. Door's still open, I imagine, for an all-out match here. But otherwise, yeah. I mean, that was the drama and kind of pretty much over. And the suspension's over for Kingston as well. So, you know, it's kind of what it is. It's done and over with. I'll make it a storyline. I I think they are. I think This is AEW. I think they are. They literally on Rampage did Ortiz and Ruby Soho. Who are yeah, friends so of Kingston? Dead. Yeah, it's not a dead feud. No, I think that that is specifically what they're still going to do, and I think that maybe they announced it. You know, they they pushed this out to the press or whatever because it was already, <coughs> they've already solved, they've already moved on, 
So why not just say it to the press and then walk away and then and then do the match and then that's that. And maybe the match has a little heat because of it. I think it's really funny that all this happened since Tuesday when we last recorded. Yeah. Um <laughs> the like next so day. much managed to happen with in less than a week. Um my thought here is that one, I think it just gets Eddie more more on uh more fans on his side in the end even though even though he said he was wrong that's what will happen um i think sammy guevara can can use this to continue what i think has been a slow very slow turn to being a good heel um but if you saw that rampage match no one really cared when he won so that's also part of the problem um but Eddie is Eddie, and people are going to cheer for him. So I think you should still go with the match. I think it's a match worth doing. Um, you don't want to just not have Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara not on your pay-per-view because of a little thing that they're clearly okay with now. Like, these two have shown that they're fine and they're over it. So it's not like they have, like, bad blood to the point where they can't work together. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I just go through with it. I don't think I think it's pretty harmless if you do, and uh, yeah, I I uh, I think it's a non-story now. I think we I think we move past it. Yeah, I agree. I think at this point, uh, it, it was interesting at the time, but it is eventually solved. I think the more interesting topic would just be: Do you still do the match at All Out? I would say yes. I agree with you. There are two big stars in Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. Why not do the match? Um, but you know, if they don't, I guess there's reason to do it. And you know, just do it on then just do it on television. Maybe you sell a couple rating sell ratings, that's the term. Um mm. the other news that came out, uh, which is This was the bigger one. The but bigger one, a bit more say, scandalous, maybe. Before you go, this sure. is something that I have personally known about for a while now, so it's not new to me. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, so do you? What this do you... dates back to Forbidden Door. Yes, yes. As what... you and me talked about. I guess. I guess when we when I go through the whole rigmarole, if you have anything that you can be like, I have also heard this. Let us know, uh, or let me know because I want to know that. Um, yes. Yeah, so basically, Thunder Rosa um, has had. Lots of issues with the locker room, but also maybe not issues with the locker room. Probably start off with the fact she has to drop the title slash make an interim. Yeah, so that is the big thing, is that she's dropping the title and making an interim title, which is weird because... That's legit. That's legit. She has an injury. She has a back injury. Um, It's not a work. Um, You know, people obviously are talking about whether it is a work because it's wrestling, but she's saying it's not a work. She's had this long-standing injury for a while. Um, you know, maybe I can see why people might think it's a work because it's just like, well, if you have a long-standing injury, Bad why timing. are you why are you waiting till now to do something about it? You know, like bulging discs or something. Yeah, uh, but apparently it's it's gotten to the point where she can barely walk, and so that's a good reason to stop wrestling. Um, but uh, at the very least, she's also had a lot of backstage drama with different wrestlers, specifically Britt Baker. This is something that has been known before. She's had issues. Yeah. Her and Britt Baker have had issues with each other going back a year or two. Um, mm. That's kind of stemmed over to Jamie Hayter a little bit. 
You know, whether or not it's Britt Baker getting in Jamie's ear, whether or not it's just sticking up for a friend, who knows, or whether it's, you know, getting your nose, you know, getting your nose broken by Thunder Rosa and then allegedly right. Thunder Rosa not checking on her after the match, uh, seemingly either leaving the building, uh, not checking up on Hater immediately, which is the thing you should be doing, or as, as VOW put it, uh, as they were told, uh, hanging out in the bathroom, uh, hiding. So a lot of not good stuff. Um, uh, Fanbite, you know, David Bixen Span put a great article together of kind of on Fanbite, kind of running down all of the ongoing stories, putting it all together, and then talking to more people. Uh, what's interesting about David Bixen David Bixen Span's story though is that uh, he had more people quote saying hiding in the bathroom. And that his sources did not overlap with Joe Lanza's sources from VOW. So uh, mm. more people said, quote, hiding in the bathroom. You know, again, allegedly whether or not that's the case. So the whole whole fan bite story from David Bixon fan goes into how Thunder Rosa always has sort of been a stiff worker. Uh, whether or not that is something that the wrestler that she's wrestling against is okay with working stiff. That's another thing. Uh, people have been concerned about their face being broken or the chest caved in on the you know kicks or whatever. But all in all, it kind of comes down to Thunder Rosa is a stiff worker. Uh, she doesn't always have the best things in mind. <coughs> she also apparently you know tries does like resounding speeches of like oh I'm gonna get you over on dark and you're gonna be a star. Allegedly, she also did that in GCW at Hammerstein Ballroom with uh, various GCW wrestlers and veterans and stuff, even though Thunder Rosa, by the way, was just in a battle royal, um, according to, you know, allegedly, according to Dark Sheik. Um, so, yeah, a lot of little dramas. Uh, my big thing here, Scotty, is that, like, look, uh, it, it, I'm whether or not you have issues with the roster, right, if you're Thunder Rosa... You know, you have issues with the roster. You don't get along with these. You don't get along with Britt Baker. You don't get along with Jimmy Hader. Maybe there's other people you don't get along with. There's obviously people she does get along with. But I'm going to say this. Tony Khan, why did, if this is true, why did you book basically Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker to have this like ongoing year, two year long feud if in real life they don't like each other? Why are you booking that? Why are, why have we been doing all the Tony Storm versus her at Forbidden Door and then do Tony Storm versus this and all the while still having Jamie Hayter and, and Britt Baker involved during all mm. of this, right? And then you also have like the sandbagging stuff. Why are we... I get like, you know, interweaving reality into the wrestling, but like, you know, this is sort of the end of it, right? It's like... Now, now you're stuck with this. Is this really the best idea you wanted to do, TK? I don't know what was. I don't know what the point of all this was. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I wasn't too fan of that storytelling, I guess, from TK. <coughs> but Scotty, what do you think about all this drama from uh, Thunder Rosa and AEW? I think the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker stuff specifically is kind of pathetic. Um, Listen, you don't have to like each other, and they've made it work, I guess. But at the, the same time, it's like you know, it's like we're hearing comments on TV about sandbagging and all this, and it's like t-shirts okay. of sandbagging, right? So to me, it's like that's just hurting the division. It's not hurting any anything else but the division. Like 
listen, Britt Baker's made, Thunder Rosa's made. It's not hurting them. It's hurting the women's division as a whole. Yep. And the reason that I was, you know, for certain that Tony Storm was going to win a Forbidden Door is part of this is that Thunder Rosa's had problems backstage and, you know, Thunder and Tony Storm, someone that obviously people like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she is a name that's proven, right? She's had multiple title reigns. She can hold the title. She's come in. She's become a made player for that women's division. She's probably seen on TV just as much as Thunder Rosa, just as much as Jade Cargill, yeah. uh, for example. Um, and I still think she's probably going to win this coming weekend. I think that that was the plan this whole time. Yep. And I don't know why I go away from the plan. You have a plan in place. But this all has just hurt the women's division. I'm not going to blame Thunder Rosa specifically. I'm going to blame everyone that's involved. Yes, I agree. Breaking Thunder, uh, not Thunder, breaking Jamie Hayter's nose and then not checking on her. Not great. Not a good not look. Not great at all. Not, not a good, good look. look at all. Not a good look at all. And that's not something you can really blame Jamie for, for being angry at. Like, hey, all you got to do is just, like, make sure I'm okay, which, you know, she is, clearly. She's going to be wrestling at All Out, which is great for her. Um, and I and I always sing the praises of Jamie. I think she's fantastic. She doesn't come off as someone who has a big ego or anything. It just come, came off as someone that was angry. They got their nose broken. Yeah. And wasn't asked about it. And, so, and, and the person that broke it seemingly didn't allegedly right. didn't care at the time right, or whatever. Right. So like for me, it's like Thunder Rosa. I think she definitely has work to do when she goes, comes back to kind of you know ease the tension and whatnot. But we also have to we also have to know like there are always going to be backstage politics in professional wrestling. There's always going to be I want to be the best. I want to be the best. And we're talking about Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, the two names that have been at the top of the women's division for the past two years now. Mm-hmm. Two people it's that also sh- individually strive are very like hard nosed yeah. to being the best. Right. Um, of course, those two egos, are, of course, those two egos are going to clash at big moments. Right. And, and I think you hit it on the head. of like, why did you have to continue this story? Right. Yeah. If, if your whole plan was to do Tony versus Thunder Rosa again, which it was because mm-hmm. that's what was scheduled. Why did you have to keep weaving in, Brit and Jamie, right? Yeah. Like, I understand why Jamie was involved because to get to that battle of the belts match, that's fine. But at the same time, it's like, okay, then why did you have to? You didn't have to like have her and Britt Baker wrestle and talk to each other and all this stuff. Uh, so that that could have been avoided. Yeah. But in the end, it's just it's all bad for the division more yeah. than anything. It's not bad for Thunder Rosa. It's not bad for Britt Baker. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's bad for the division because this division needs every little bit of help it gets. And truthfully, I think as much as it sucks that Britt Baker, uh, not Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa's out due to injury mm-hmm. because I never want to see anyone injured. They do have a good match as a replacement to crown the interim champion. It's It's a match that truthfully has a better shot at being better overall it's a match that you know barring Sheeta, obviously we were all kind of thought was going to be the match at all all out and and it's and i think that really highlights the problems with this women's division that you have hikaru Sheeta just sitting around at all these times right and now you're entering her into a match she might be the favorite because she's 
someone that people like like not just joshi fans that she's just someone that people like yeah. you gave her a year-long title reign that she did the most to get over that title yep. and now she's finally back in the picture so you are playing an interesting game here but that fatal four-way should be really good it should be really really good i think i think you have three great wrestlers and and someone in Britt baker who's going to benefit from that type of match i've seen her do that before like she's it'll fit in, like that tag match that we saw too she is fantastic where, in multi-men sort of yeah situation. yeah she's good because she doesn't have to carry it i'm not and this isn't a shot for baker i'm just saying she's going to be better off mm-hmm. because of this style yeah. um but overall this thunder brit baker thunder rosa hiding in the bathroom you know all of it's bad for the division more than anything. Obviously, it's not a good look for Thunder Rosa, but it's a really bad look for the division because the more Britt and Thunder Rosa continue to battle back and forth, probably in the backstage politics, the more this division can't grow. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? Because it is kind of what you're alluding to. It's, it's two people that greatly love the division, that greatly mm. want to be the best of the division, be leaders of the division, but by fighting with each other, they are bringing down the division. Mm-hmm. Like it is a it is a goal that neither of them are able to achieve because they one can't get out their own way, right? Like they, you know, you can you, you there's two. It's basically the story of two big egos that both want to be that leader, and by doing so, they're bringing down the whole division as a as a whole it's you know they you know we and, and on top of that you have of course tk feeding into it by doing the storyline all throughout the year and all that <laughs> stuff right you know going back to two years ago at st patty's day slam um you know it it is what it is i guess i mean i obviously knowing this it's like well why are you doing this why couldn't we do thunder rosa doing a, a, a more of a feud with someone else right some other wrestler i don't know tay conti or I don't know, uh, Athena, maybe doing Athena in there, you know, move Britt Baker, this thing that we all, I remember talking about at one point in time, Britt Baker moving her into the TBS title division. I get, maybe you don't want to beat Jade Cargill. Uh, maybe that's the concern. If you move her in there is that you're going to have to have Britt win. I think it's fine for her to lose though, but you can also have her feud and be like, well, I'm going to be the best division. So I want to have both titles at one point in time. I'll be the first to have both titles. Right. Why didn't you do that at one point in time? You know, um, it's just kind of bonkers. You could do Thunder versus Chris Statlander, then you know, it's just I don't know the thought process there on Tony Khan's end, uh, to do all that stuff because ultimately, I, I mean, did the story of I want to be the best come across, or did the story of like pettiness come across to the television, right? I mean, that's yeah kind of that that latter story kind of came across more to me than anything else and at the end of the day it is you have someone dogging on your champion constantly and a champion that is like ah you know who cares now it is what it is i guess i mean thunder rose is gonna go away she's gonna heal up hopefully she you know gets a better head on her shoulders she comes back brit is not going anywhere so whether or not she gets a better head on shoulders is one thing I, that's the other thing is I'm not faulting, I'm not blaming one person or the other. I think it's everyone involved, like you said. Um, but how do you fix this situation if you're a TK, right? It's like, how do you 
fixed what is ha- what is happening. When Thunder comes back, she's gonna be. It's. Th- I mean, come on. I'm. I don't know her personally, but we can all assume that when she comes back, she is gonna be like, I want to be the best. I want to prove myself. Be better than ever, ever after the injury. Yada yada yada. It's gonna be the same thing over again. And then Britt Baker's gonna be at the top as well. You don't solve the situation. Something's got to give. You know. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah, they just. I think there's a way to make it work. Um, it's just a matter of one looking out for the division more than certain wrestlers, which I think has always been the problem with the women's division uh, in AEW. It's always been the Britt Baker show. Yes. Even, even when she's not champion. And I think that's part of the problem. Um, and I can, and I can understand if Thunder Rosa's had frustrations. Yeah. But at the same time, you shouldn't turn it to becoming unlikable either and taking out on other people. So, again, that's the game we are playing here. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens because there's this is just the beginning, I think, for a lot of people hearing this story. Um, it's been happening for a while. This isn't something new. It's just a matter of, I think, the injury was really where it tipped off. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, when did Jamie Hader's nose get broken? Was that at the Battle of the Belts show? That was remember. the tag match before. Tag match before Battle of the Belts? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure I if think. we go back and watch Battle of the Belts, that'd be more an interesting watch then. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it was when she came in with that drop kick when Jamie was pinning Tony. Oh. And, like, Jamie's head shot down. Yes. I think that's when it happened. Yes, I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, really, is it's the past like month or two, right? That's really been right. the uh, you know, it's always been uh, simmering in the background. But the past month, there's or two. also a way to work stiff without hurting people. Yeah, literally, the majority of Japan, wrestling, Japanese wrestlers work stiff and yeah. don't hurt people. We're not going to talk about Nakajima, but you know, <laughs> talk about everyone else. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that uh. I mean, that's like the thing, right? It's that like, I... Because I'll never forget when Asuka went to WWE mm-hmm. and she like, it was one of her first matches. She hurt Dana Brooke and Dana Brooke's like, you can't be so unsafe. And I was like, you can't be such a bitch. Shut up. Like, I mean, because that's, well, that's another thing. That's just how that she like... works. Like, this is how some people work. Yeah. You, it takes a while for them to change. Like, I, asked, I agree. if you ever saw Asuka kana wrestle in japan you'd understand why she didn't come in like she is now yeah (laughs) like there was nothing soft about what she did back then yeah and that stiffness i would argue is one of the reasons thunder rosa got over right i mean absolutely i I enjoy thunder rosa's (laughs) stiffness you know i enjoy you know i don't necessarily love stiff workers all the time but i love seeing that little bit snug wrestling in there so it is like, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's the other thing in like Thunder Rose's case is like, yeah, she's a stiff worker. It kind of really depends on how the other right. person reacts to it. One person can, you know, that's why I really like Vixen Span's fight bite uh, article. Cause it really goes like, it's either, you know, she's just a stiff worker and people kind of just accept that who she is and they take, you know, take yeah. the hits or whatever every once in a while. Or it's like, oh, she's unsafe. She's malicious. Yeah. And she's trying to hurt me. It's like, 
That's like when Triple. Uh, that's like when Seth Rollins is getting called unsafe, though. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah. like, and Jamie Hayter worked in Japan, so like, let's not act like she doesn't know what a stiff worker is. Yeah, so. <laughs> Tony Storm probably doesn't either. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is something that has always been around for Thunder Rosa. It's it's weirdly the former MMA fighter. I know she wasn't great at it, but she is a MMA fighter. It kind of comes with the product. Yeah, did she only have like one MMA fight? I think so, but she did it. She only had one. But yeah, no, she stepped in. She stepped in the cage. She's trained at the very least too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think you know. My concern is, is like, okay, she's leaving. They'll cool her off a little bit. However, I People don't still like her. I, think I, that's no, the I still like her. Part. I still like her. I'm just concerned about when her when music she hits. Back. She still gets that loudest pop. Yeah, that is true. That so, is definitely true. She's doing something right. That is definitely true. Um, but like I said, I think she's very likable as a fan, as a wrestling fan. I find her very likable. Oh, 100. I, I do too. I'm and, just, and it's the concern the, of the, when she returns and that ego against yeah, Britt Baker right. and how well, that this is out. the part that I think I noticed the most. Like, yeah, everyone said, oh, the people that work with Mission Pro, yeah, she's great anytime she gets to be around. Yeah. And it's like, I know some people are going to look at that and like, well, you want to get booked. But at the same time, she probably is. Like, I've never, I've never read into or seen anything. People like working for her because it's it's about the women's wrestling. So I think plus she's the sole just... leader of that. That's another yeah, point. Well, she's I know the that. sole leader of Mission Pro. But I do think there's like clashing battles here <laughs> and one's gonna win out. We'll see what happens. But I do think her taking time away could help the situation. I agree. I agree. And we and it should be said we don't know what that just timeline unfortunate is. It's injury. Yeah, we don't know what that timeline is. We don't know when she would ever come back. So And also someone made a good point, like they were like, Why are we doing more interim titles? And it's like, okay, well you just did the men's one. If you didn't do it for the women's one, then you'd just be showing that you don't care even more. So I don't like the interim titles to begin with. I don't either. I would get rid of interim titles altogether. I don't understand but, why I don't understand why you can't just not have an interim title to make it less confusing and then when the person returns just have them do a match. Right? For the well, title. I guess because you can do what you did with CM Punk and John Moxley. That's true. That is true. Worked out pretty well for them. Worked out pretty good for now, them. Now all people are doing is talking about that. Yeah. Million dollar rating, huge draw. I mean, do you, I mean, we'll talk about that. And I guess probably a rematch. Let's let's kind of build that rematch. into the AEW All Out preview, right? So we got yeah, All Out match, people happening this Sunday. No world title match announced as of yet. However, uh, like you just said, definitely kind of feels like Meltzer they have money on the table of Moxley versus Punk still. Uh, I think Meltzer said that's still the plan. Yeah. Um, despite it just happening. And I think that's really exciting. Um, yeah, if this is gonna <coughs> be our all out preview, let's do it. Um very exciting times. I think all out on paper without the world title match is looking like another all timer show by AEW. Mm-hmm. Mix in a battle or a uh, ladder match where we know none of the participants. Mixed in a trios tournament final. Yep. That's going to likely involve the elite. Yep. Uh, Versus, there's a lot. Yep. There's a lot to like here. First time ever FTR Motor City Machine Guns stepping in the same ring together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm already buzzing thinking about this. But 
world title match. We don't have one. No, um, we don't. And there's, it seems very clear we will have one after this week. And of course, they're in Chicago for three nights here. Um, and there's a really fun story to play with here. You got John Moxley, a guy that steamrolled CM Punk. He steamrolled CM Punk. He had just just this phenomenal fiery promo where he goes, "Was that not supposed to happen? Was that not what he wanted?" Oh yeah, yeah. Like it was perfect because I think everyone going into that match is like, "Oh, this is gonna be fantastic." I said it to the biggest AEW match possibly ever. I think the rematch is probably that now because it'll be a real main event um but you have so many ways to go with this match now that's the exciting part there is no doubt you can have john moxley lose this title at all out i think that's the fun game we're playing here because you have cm punk right he's going to be in chicago mm-hmm. he's going to be the fan favorite because mm-hmm. he's going to be in chicago but that lasting image of him walking out and looking back as the crowd cheered for John Moxley as the AEW world champion. That's an image you don't forget. That is an image that is purposely shot like that for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because, because we are on our way to a CM Punk heel turn. That is where Ooh. we are going. You mean his heel broke and now he's going to turn? <laughs> uh, no. No, oh, I do not mean his heel. I mean that this man is about to become the best heel in wrestling all over again. And it's going to, it could be a slow burn. It could be an instant burn, but you have a fun story going into all out because of the Chicago effect, because of what happened in that unification match in that title match. It can go any way, but there's a lot of story to play with here. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of excitement to play in here. John Moxley could easily, could easily walk out still AEW world champion. Mm-hmm. But one way or the other, I think we are getting a heel CM Punk. I think it's, and we talked about this last week, he's fighting all of the favorites he, out, he has since the beginning. And you have an interesting game when MJF comes back, of course. That will be interesting to see how they do that. But there's so many ways to go here. I'm very excited about the prospects. Expect them to bleed when they have their world title match. Um, expect it to be an all-out war. And the story you can easily play is that the fans turn their backs on CM Punk. You talked about and how you like play that real-life story too into it that we've been hearing, of course. Well, you talk about like the fans turning their back on Punk, yeah, in Ohio. It's Chicago, he's the hometown guy. But if there was also any crowd that could also turn on punk, weirdly enough, I could argue it could be Chicago. There uh-huh. is a I think that there is a be, good chance. That would be one an incredible accomplishment on their part. Yeah. Say say punk low blows john moxley in the match mm-hmm. cheats one way or the other to win yeah and which is possible if he's coming in injured you know he's right. going to try to maybe take any desperation to, yep. to win that world title and have that world title reign mm-hmm. and he cheats to beat 
Moxley. And I know people might say, oh, well, Kenny cheated, but this is different. You could do this very different. Do this in Chicago in the main event, the main event for possibly your biggest pay-per-view ever. Yeah. And it ends with the cheating. That's how you get an over heel turn. I understand you want to deliver the banger. You want to deliver the all-time match. Guess what? They could probably still do that before the cheating. Yeah. But there's a lot of ways to go here. Desperation is always a killer. And there's a lot of ways to go with that are very exciting. And if Chicago is booing CM Punk, you, you've done the job. You've done the job. It's possible. I think it I think it's legitimate. I, I could see you it You have happening. the right baby face in You're John right. Moxley. You're right. There's 100% the right baby face. It is... I mean, I think you're right. I think that's the match you got to do. Obviously, you know, they're kind of leaving it open, ambiguous, because you could be like, ah, the number one contender's Adam Page. He could be in it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it'll come down to whether or not uh, storyline-wise if Punk is cleared, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think they left the money on the table. They could do it. I mean, I guess the, the part of the conversation is if they want to continue the story of him being injured, you don't necessarily have to have the match here. You could do it at, like, full gear right in november mm. um if that's the case then you just probably slap in page versus moxley and and just probably have page <laughs> lose but i think that's less right. interesting i think i do think that is all time if you have punk still able to wrestle uh you're going to probably be able to sell more pay-per-views right i mean yep. i it was going to sell i mean we saw what the business did already i mean they got the highest highest rating uh, of the of the quarterly hours uh of tv um you turn you turn that into pay-per-view buys i think you got something here people aren't gonna like this but cm punk is absolute money okay like he is absolute money i know some people are like having their victory laps like oh i knew cm punk was a dick and mm-hmm. yeah cm punk acknowledges he's a dick he doesn't give a shit he's also a dick <laughs> you know what he's also he's a great professional wrestler and in the end this is about making money this is about making AEW better and CM Punk had a phenomenal first year, mm-hmm. but he can have an even better second year. Yeah. And I think a heel CM Punk with what they have as baby faces, potentially a hangman rematch, which obviously dicey. Um, you don't know. You don't know how that would go, but it's possible. Brian Danielson, who's a baby face now. He's a baby face now. That's a CM yeah. Punk. Yeah. He's a heart- he comes out of the baby face uh stage now so he's yeah. a baby face he's a heart he's a hard nose baby yeah. face but yeah uh, yeah claudio castagnoli potentially yeah. if he loses that ring of honor world title mm-hmm. um oh um a certain kenny omega yep of course yep. who would be the ultimate baby face against cm punk and then you play that game triple what would H. mjf be oh triple 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 H, Jesus, <laughs> that game. Uh, but you have yeah. a lot of options on the babyface side that I think, you know, you haven't had a heel champion since Kenny. But even with Kenny, I feel like that reign still didn't. I don't. I still don't think it touched what it should have as a world title reign. Yeah, I think because it was always kind of the can. goofy, cocky sort of. Yeah, Kenny and like he fought him. what Pack and Orange Cassidy at one pay per view. It's like, yeah. Christian Cage and another. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was fighting like the guys. Yeah. If you have CM Punk as a heel, he's fighting the guys at these pay per views because he is the guy. Yeah, and I and that's the other thing is that like I don't think anyone's gonna complain if he's healed. I mean, I think everyone, I think everyone's been clamoring for him to be heel. For... And if he ends a 
reign of John Moxley, who many have as like the ace of the AEW, mm-hmm. by cheating? Come on. I know. Come on. It, it writes itself, Tony Khan. I'm writing you money. <laughs> I'm writing you, I'm giving you a paycheck. A and if you have check. MJF come back as the baby face to save the day, oh man, That's now you're playing a, now you're playing mind. an unprecedented game, my friend. Some level of 4D chess for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about the rest of the tournament uh, tor- matches as well. <coughs> um, I guess tournament. I kept saying the word, so I'll just we didn't even it. talk about a match that's scheduled. So, uh, what uh, when what? Huh? We did. We talked about Moxley versus Punk, and that's not even scheduled for the show. That's true. I mean, what are the odds you think it's gonna be like anyone else? Right? I mean, Moxley Page is weird if it was anyone else. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I mean. Like Moxley Page is probably the only other one that's logical because you have the number one contendership set up to be like that. But they've mm. never done it for a world title. So, mm. you know, who what's knows? the biggest world title match next weekend? Because uh, I'm going to say it WWE has maybe their biggest world title match going. It's also true. Um, but let's talk about the rest of the all out before we get to Clash of the Castle. Uh, AEW World's Trios title tournament final round match. Uh, this coming Wednesday, we have uh, Aussie Open and Will Ospreay versus the Elite. And then on Rampage, we have Best Friends versus Dark Order. Um, I, who are you thinking? I'm thinking the kind of what we talked about before when this tournament started looking like the elite and probably looking like dark order and I slight victory lap. It hasn't happened for sure yet, but with, we've kind of set up the idea. We talked about you and I that the dark order, they have evil Uno leaving to go to Germany and now they kind of just they. I was like, oh, they might do like an injury storyline where someone loses. And like, okay, ten is now looking kind of injured. They played up a knee in the last match. You know, maybe they do it. maybe they do they're replacing him. I mean, Evil Uno can come back for Friday, I guess for for Rampage. You but... can easily call him off TV. Yeah, yeah. You just run him off, Listen, and then you need a partner, it... and Adam Page is right there. If this is the story you want to tell, which I think it is. Mm-hmm. You gotta put Hangman Page in that match, um, because otherwise I would have the best friends do it. Truthfully, if you're not putting Hangman Page in that Dark Order match, I would just do the Elite versus Best Friends and have a great match yeah. instead of, you know, trying to tell a story here of oh no, the Elite have to go against three guys that haven't mattered in months, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's not. At least the best friends, they're always around. They we know they're a great trio. That's a better choice, but I think I think you and me have said this from the start: is that Hangman will end up in that trios match. He will fight the elite, and it'll be great. Um, though I do want to say that the match that will be happening on Dynamite this week should one thousand percent be the final because it's so much more interesting. Yeah than anything this hangman elite story will be i know i know this was like a big thing on twitter yesterday like all oh, the elite and the story and blah 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 but like listen kenny omega and will osprey have been building this feud for months they've been doing more work building this than any other story and i'm sorry being the elite does not count i do not want to hear it <coughs> and Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay is probably happening at Wrestle Kingdom. I'm just going to say that now. It's probably Ooh. happening there. 
there's no clear wrestler that Will Ospreay's facing unless he's facing Kenny Omega. He's not facing Kazuchika Okada, and that's the other story to be told, or Jay White. Mm-hmm. He's not facing either of those guys. I think that's where we're going, uh, maybe with a Forbidden Door 2 rematch or something of the sorts, but this is just the beginning of these two, and we saw the promos that they had at the end of the show, after the show, technically, mm-hmm. on Wednesday, and those just... I think those just got people more excited for anything because that's the story you should be playing to, not who has more five-star matches of Dave Meltzer. No, you should be playing to the story of, listen, you had a job, you had a fill-in for me, and you haven't done it. Yeah. And Will Ospreay going back, well, I've done more than you ever did, and I'm not even 30 years old yet. Mm -hmm. So you have that back and forth, but at the same time, you can play the story of, okay, well, Will, Will wants to just beat Kenny. That's what he wants to do. That's what he needs to do. And that's really the story of Will Ospreay. He needs to beat these guys, and he can't do it. Um, and I think you can tell and that. And, to, begin, and to be clear, not cheat to win, right? It is, right. I he wants to beat face you and beat you clean. Yeah. And I think that's why Will Ospreay is such an interesting character right now because he's reached the point where obviously he's having just unbelievable matches each and every week it feels like a few a week at this point especially this past week he had like three or four or something ridiculous he had like it was. four four point four and three quarter plus yeah. matches in yeah a week. which is just insanity but the whole point i'm saying is here the story like you said is he needs to beat these people clean yeah and he can't do it so we have to continue this and i think this is the beginning of that story i think it should have been the final it's not which is fine it's fine but now you have a story to tell on the other side and you need hangman page in that match or none of this makes sense yeah especially like having not not having adam page on the pay-per-view is wild so i think that's the only way to do it Right. I agree. The more interesting story is obviously Osprey versus Omega. They're building, they've been <coughs> building that up during the injury. I would argue as much that Omega uh, has re- sort of replaced Paige as like this sort of long storytelling person. Now with Osprey, I think that is obviously now where he's going towards in terms of long story, long telling stories. And yeah, you're completely right in the assessment of Osprey. He is somebody that he has done everything, yet. Uh, the conversation about who is the best in the world is still kind of like, you know, I am the best in the world. I've done everything, but I've never beaten the former best in the world kind of people, kind of still current best in the world, Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada. I have not beaten them in a singles match clean, right? That yeah. is still something on my plate that I want to do. And so it, it's you imagining Osprey as this is my only driving force in the world. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that this happens, that these sort of things happen. And yeah. also, I just want to take a quick victory lap. Uh, who said, who was it that said uh, that a certain Will Ospreay would uh, be the number one guy featured on AEW television after Forbidden Door? Who was that? I think, I think that was you, Scotty. I think it was too. And uh, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. I mean, he, he is literally the only person post Forbidden Door, New Japan guy, I guess, post Forbidden Door that's been on TV. Full time New Japan guy. That's Aussie true. Open, obviously, but like they're not even signed, I think, officially. I think they're just there. 
I don't know. I mean, they, they probably are... have working deals, but like, I know they're not exclusive. Yeah. It's like the fact, the fact that the champions makes it like maybe, I don't know. Yeah. They probably are now, but I don't yeah. know. They don't send out all the graphics. So how am I supposed to know? <laughs> you know, uh, I think that's interesting. Other than that, all I... new Japan. No, that doesn't work. Other than that, I think Paige versus the Elite, really what that is, like that's like kind of what we're talking about. Omega has kind of moved on to like Osprey being his foe. Paige versus the Elite is really Paige and the Young Bucks. That is kind yes. of always what the story's been. So that's really what we're doing. Yeah. The Young Bucks wanted Paige to be their partner. Paige is going to choose to be the Dark Order's partner when all he wasn't even in their corner like he said he would be liar. Yeah, that is true. He wasn't in the corner. He was not in the corner any of the matches. Didn't play that up. He just wasn't even there. He said, "Yeah." I saw. I saw. He came out for their entrance and then went to the back. It's like, oh well, then that doesn't really count. I mean, that's not really being in their corner. Yeah, Um, but uh, I I do think that a Hangman, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver team can have a fantastic match with the Elite. I agree. I completely agree. Um, moving on to the rest of the card, we got the casino ladder. Oh, match. the elite wins, by the way. Oh, I, yeah, I, no one else should win. I agree. <laughs> um, casino ladder match, uh, no one announced yet, so nothing really preview there. That's but, crazy, but we're doing a casino ladder match. Some people don't even know it's happening. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen multiple people be like, When was this announced? I, I don't know that this is happening. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, do you think what about this? Here's the pitch, right? If we're, we're pitching, Ooh, pitch, pitch it to me. Uh, casino me ladder you. match. Uh, casino ladder match is the return of MJF. Interesting. It's kind of what they do with Paige in the casino ladder match. Mm, that would be weird if mm. that was MJF's return. Because what do you get? What do you match? get from the casino ladder match? Isn't that the world, the a television or a TV title, uh, world title match? I no. I think it's a TNT title match. Um, I gotta look back because when there. Scorpio Sky won. He got a TNT title match. Was that a casino ladder match or was that a revolution, whatever? Oh, you're right. You're right. That was like a face face of the revolution. revolution. Have we ever had a casino ladder match? So, yes. Brian. Oh, yeah. The one Brian Cage won. Yep. And then Mm -hmm. Adam Page won. Uh, And then Adam Page. Oh, yeah. So this is a world title. You were right. Yes. So whoever wins this gets a world title. The. so I'll go back to my statement. What if, what about this? What if this is the return of uh, MJF and he wins the this and gets a world title match against what Punk? If, <laughs> against Punk. What if it is? <laughs> That's simple. This is interesting. That's what the hell easy. are you putting this match? <laughs> yeah. Andrade? Yeah. That's a good pick. Pac, uh, Orange, maybe? Orange Cassidy. No, Pac's gonna have, is Pac going to have a match? You think he fights Kip Sabian here? Yeah, I think that's probably happening. Okay. All right, Orange so Cassidy. Maybe, if he's if he loses, um, I guess. Gotta look at the roster. Brian Cage, <laughs> Brian Cage again. Um, How about Bill? Uh, Gun. No Osprey. Oh, yeah. Why not? That'd be oh, fun. Yeah, that'd be really. Not? That'd why be not really put good. him in a ladder match. Why not? I think that'd be fun. He's not doing um, anything. So we're talking. So we're. This is our dream scenario. I think it's like six people. We got Andrade, Osprey. Uh, I'll say I don't actually think Osprey will be in it. Sure, I'll say Orange Cassidy because I, you know, big star. That sounds MJF for the for the trolls. Um, we need two more, two more. Lance Archer maybe. Lance Archer back from the G one. Coming back from the G one, I think that's good. That's a good one, Lance Archer. 
And uh, I need to look at the AEW roster. Who doesn't have a match yet? They could. I also could see them just add Eddie and Guevara into this. That's true. That could turn to that. You know, you could also do. Um, you know, you can do like a an up coming guy. You can do like a Dante Martin, maybe Ricky. No, Ricky Starks has a singles match. Um, maybe the return of Adam Cole, Phoenix or Penta. Yeah, I'm. Adam I don't Cole's know what Adam Cole's whole thing is, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the casino guy. Yeah, Phoenix or Penta is an easy pick as well. There's a couple people in here that you know, maybe Samoa Joe. Let's get crazy. I would love if Samojo was back on my television screen. That would be great. That would be great. Um, yeah, I think that there's a couple people that are avails to uh, be in this sort of ladder match, and you know, I'll just, I'll just, I'll Jeff just Hardy, Jeff Hardy, yeah, 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 well, yeah. Probably yeah. too early. Probably uh, Jeff Hardy against Punk. Bring it back to that 08. Would be, uh, <laughs> be bold. Going back that'd to be a, that'd be a bold choice. <laughs> uh, six man tag team match. Speaking about bold choices, Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin from Impact will be taking on FTR and Wardlow. Motor um, City. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about this. This should be great. I talked about this before we were on the air, but um i look at this, this card so much better than satin singing such 100 100 but i look at this card scotty and you know i'm excited about the six man but i'm more excited about the tag match follow-up on tv dynamite you know yeah. it's gonna happen it's gonna it's be gonna ftr happen. versus motor city machine guns we all know it's gonna happen and i wonder let's just say screw it and make it for the roh titles why not baby Maybe they hold it to a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Ooh. Ooh. Do we know when the next one is? No, but last time it was announced like three weeks before it happened. I feel like we... I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. But what are your thoughts on the six-man while I look that up? Uh, it should be excellent. It should be awesome. Uh, I think it would be really cool if you had a Motor City Machine Gun pin a member of FTR. Um, I think that would be really cool. But I expect the pinnacle team to win uh fun fact are they calling themselves the pinnacle is that what we're doing here um did they say that on tv yeah they yeah no yes they did say i remember distinctly them saying something like something along the lines of like yo you know you never do something like this to the pinnacle or whatever you know it was something it was something bald ftr said something about the pinnacle so i think that is bald ftr there's something definitely true um yeah, I, I I'm just more excited about the tag match that's definitely gonna happen. Uh Ring of Honor doesn't seem I feel I feel like they announced something, but maybe not. But they don't have anything announced so far, so we'll see. <sighs> Their upcoming events page doesn't have anything on ROHwrestling.com. Um AEW who do you think's gonna win the six man? Uh Pinnacle? Probably the Pinnacle, but I think it'd be cool if Motor City pin FTR. I agree. I think that's a cooler match. Um, you can either do that to the te- to Dynamite or to the next Ring of Honor show. Um, uh, if not, I mean, I could also see them like Chris Saban eating the pin or whatever, just because they're, not, they're an Impact guys. Uh, AEW TBS title match: Jade Cargill versus Athena. There's a chance this could have been a three-way. There's a chance it could have been Chris Statlander instead of Athena, but uh, of course of injury, it's now just Jade Cargill versus Athena. 
Um, a lot of back and forth, uh, long-standing feud here since basically Athena arrived. Um, how are you feeling about this TBS title match? It's lost a lot of its steam. Mm-hmm. Like they waited a long time to get here. Um, with with Chris no longer around, obviously, you know, re- destroying her knee and having to be out for what is probably going to be near a year. Yep. You do have to ask the question, does Athena beat Jade Cargill now? Because it was going to be Chris Statlander at, was it Grand Slam? Is that what they said? Uh, yes, I believe so. So, so that that is the game we play, right? And I'm sure whoever, by the way, wins that Casino Battle Royal might face the AW World Champion at that show. Uh, Grand Slam. That, 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 that would make a lot of sense. I forgot that show was happening. But... It's happening in a couple of weeks too. It's like yeah, they do. The it falls right up. They just haven't done as much as they did last time for it yet. I guess. Um, oh, hold on. The winner of the casino ladder match is probably going to face the champion yeah. at Grand Slam. That's what I just said. I that, it hit me. It just hit me. I was oh, like, oh, it just hit you on the head. Like it, it was Whoa. like it was like I was looking at looking up something, and then when you I. It, it, it registered and I was like, oh, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yeah, so that's probably gonna be a big name. Uh, anyways, anyways, back to <laughs> Jade Cargo versus Athena. Versus um, <laughs> I guess Jade wins. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see maybe Athena winning if you if you want to end the streak. I mean, how long are we doing the streak for Jade Cargo? Right, that's the question forever well, I mean, why not i mean what's her streak now she's uh 30 something let's see uh, why not because i don't need more mid-ass matches between jade cargill and madison rain that's why 37 and O is what jade cargill is well i mean you're so close to 40 why would you would <laughs> that's a great point. Now. <laughs> but that's the problem of streaks right is and that you're like... so close to 50 <laughs> yeah it's kind of like well if we wait another 13 matches, we could get to 50. No shit. She she wrestles, what, like once a month mo- at most? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, we ain't getting there quick. Once a month at most, you can prep. You, that's, then you can get Chris Statlander back? Eh, yeah, maybe. For uh, number 50, Chris Statlander could be back. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I could see maybe a reality where Athena mm-hmm. wins, but I don't. You're right. It's kind of like. I can see the temptation of being like, well, let's just wait to 40. Well, then at that point, we wait for 50. <laughs> you know, it's kind of Yeah, just... I mean, if Athena doesn't win, well, who who wins then? I don't know. That's also the thing. So. That's 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 the big question. Is I just I, I literally do not know. I'm, that's why I kind yeah. of pitched, like, Britt Baker. I mean, just put Britt Baker in here. I think that's possible. Or don't. <laughs> I guess it, it, it's, that's true. <laughs> Uh, singles match, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson will be taking on Lionheart, Chris Jericho. All right, I'm going to say, I think this has the possibility to be Chris Jericho's best AEW match. And I think he's done really great as of late, especially. I think a lot of his big matches have delivered his match with John Moxley was great. The Mm -hmm. world title. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you had Anarchy in the Arena, which was just mm-hmm. fantastic. Eddie you had Kingston Mem- match. Eddie Kingston, which was fantastic. But this is Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. Brian Danielson's better than 
everyone I just named. Obviously, he's in the Anarchy in the Arena match, but a lot of that story was between them. And I think this could be vicious. I think this could be really great. And I think Brian Danielson has to win. I'm kind of just looking at Chris Jericho's match guide on Cage Match. And it's kind of wild looking at his best AEW matches, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just here's a couple. We got the Anarchy in the Arena versus the BCC. Uh, Jericho versus Kingston. The Forbidden Door six-man tag of Jericho, Suzuki, Guevara versus Kingston, Umino, and Yuta. Blood and Guts. Um, I think, what is that? Blood and Guts 2 uh, versus BCC. Jericho versus Moxley. Uh, and then you get, you know, Jericho versus Cody. Then Blood and Guts 1. But it, it's like the a lot of Jericho's top matches are Blood Feud type guys, Blood Feud type matches. Mm. Like even just the singles. Kingston, Moxley, Cody. Uh, like it's very like I like how you went. Moxley, Cody. Cody. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, actually, I, no. Even then, even that match, I like that match a lot. That match that was actually, like not really a blood feud, but it was like a very important like feud. Cody did bleed. Every match is a blood feud for Cody. Uh, but it was very much like a. I miss the shit out of Cody. I <laughs> miss that guy so much. Uh, but he's very. It was very much like this is an important feud kind of match story wise. So. It's very interesting because, like, BCC is obviously, like, we're getting the best output out of Jericho. I think you're totally right that this against Danielson could easily be his best match. He's had a lot of good ones. I don't know. I You know, you could maybe argue, you know, this is ever? Su- subjective. You could maybe you argue ever? ever. Yeah. The, his, the only five-star matches he's ever gotten was the Anarchy in the Arena and the Kenny Omega match. And New Japan, right? I think Danielson's a good option to maybe get a five star in there as well. I think the Kenny Omega match is probably my favorite Jericho match. Mm-hmm. Either that one or the one with Shawn Michaels, the ladder match. That's yep. very the, was much the, critically IC t- no, the world title match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those two are my favorites, and I think they could easily be cleared by Brian Davis. Yeah. This is Brian Danielson. I just watched this guy have like one of the best dynamite matches of all time against Daniel Garcia, mm-hmm. a guy that, as I've said, I have I wasn't as high on as other people. I am now, obviously, because he's had just just such great matches, Fantastic especially run. with that and you know his uh, PWG run too. I think he's had some great matches there. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just had the greatest, one of the greatest dynamite matches of all time. Maybe the greatest in my book. I don't have the book in front of me to tell you which one I think is better. Um, if we're counting Omega Danielson sure. as a dynamite, dynamite yeah. match, then that probably is it. Yeah. But you get the point. Yeah. This is Brian Danielson we're talking about. This guy just prints greatness. Yeah. He's born for greatness, per se. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think. I think this is going to be phenomenal. I think this yeah. can. I think this has a chance to legitimately steal the show. Yeah, I like the the floor is four stars, probably four and a half stars. Honestly, I think so. Anything, especially because of what Jericho did with Kingston. Like, ever since then, it feels like Jericho reflipped the switch. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's when I think that was around the time where people were like, oh, Jericho's washed. He can't do it. He's out of shape. Yep. Then he came out with that match. He was ripped out of his mind, and he's just. <laughs> And he's made the Jericho Appreciation Society just 
so good. Yeah. And him versus Danielson, I have all the confidence in the world. There's a reason they're doing this match. This is, I don't, this is, wait a minute, has this ever happened? Jericho and Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, NXT. Okay, well, that, that's very different. <laughs> I know, that's very different, but NXT season one, I know for sure. Actually, it was Chris Jericho versus Daniel Bryan um, February 11, 2013. <sighs> An episode of Monday Night Raw. Yes, because that was for... That was another match. No, because didn't they redo the and they did the NXT one and then they did it again on Raw, I think. Um, this was by the by this time that Daniel Bryan was around for a little okay. while. Maybe I'm thinking on something else, but yeah, no. They've only wrestled, I think, twice, maybe. But that furthers my point of like Oh my god, this Raw is hilarious. Well, can we also talk <laughs> about that real quick? If this is their third match, the first ever match was NXT season one, right? Uh, where Danielson beat him. Then their second episode match. Episode one, right? I, I think it was episode one. Second match. Chris Jericho beat him. Oh, Chris Jericho beat him? I thought, I thought it was the other way around. Oh, yeah, Brian no. Danielson has never beaten Chris Jericho one-on-one. And this is the third one. This is for all the marbles. We go from NXT yeah. to WWE main roster to AEW. Yep. What a trilogy. What a, tri- what weird, a trilogy. What a what a weird trilogy of matches <laughs> to look at. That is... I I am going to go out of my way to say this will be the best yeah. of the <laughs> That's probably See, true. See, I did not know they even faced off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next match, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. This should either... Okay. I don't know, okay. man. I'm not, this is I've going not to been be... into this feud at all. I do not care well, about you, it. Well, you hate Jungle Boy, so that's not really shocking. Yeah. This match is as make or break for Jungle Boy as yeah. any match he's ever had. Yes. One, he's got to win. If he loses, let's just wrap it up. <laughs> I'm a, I, if he loses, I'm over it. I'm like, put send Two, this guy to the sun. I don't care. He's got to show the fire and the passion and the charisma to tell us he's ready. Yes. Because I... I like Jungle Boy enough, but I'm also not on the like this guy is the future yeah of this company. I think he's lost a lot of steam over the past year I've, or so, especially. I've never seen this guy as a world title holder. Well, we know that. But I, no no, but I I mean to be like legitimately, I've never seen this guy as a world title holder. I've always seen him as like a mid-carder at best. Like he is I mean, he's got I mean, he's still young, but he's got ways to go. That promo he cut in front of the audience, Oof. rough stuff, man. Like, oh, it's just they, like... They haven't been good. I, I think the, they've I, mostly all been bad. But that's because that's the other thing, though. It's like people pushed him... To, people Fandom pushed him to the moon so early in their yeah. own heads that... He's 25. He's got plenty of time. I know, but like when he wins the world title, it won't be for another 10 years, probably. Right. Um. I mean, I would say five. Sure, five, five at minimum. I think, I think five. Any earlier, something has had to happen yeah. to transform him. Because, listen, he's got the moves. He can wrestle in the ring. I'm not really worried about that. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the four pillars, I mean, he's four. He's. Four I think he's. 
I think he's third, but that's because I don't like Guevara. Like I'm, I'm on. I feel about Guevara the way you feel about Jungle Boy, and that I just don't see it. Besides the big flashy moves. Yeah, I, that, to be fair, Guevara's my third. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah, it's so not it's, a huge difference. It's yeah. interchangeable. It's not really a conversation. Like we know who's number one. We know who's number two. Yeah, um, which is really all that matters because in the end, you always have to have your low end. But he, he needs to win. He needs to show a lot in this match. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think this is the type of match that can absolutely like shock a lot of people and be either really good or what I expect to be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Like that's what I'm expecting. But I wouldn't be shocked if it was just out of this world good because I think Christian Cage is excellent mm-hmm. and I think he can do that. But the feud, I'm with you. Like most of it's been nothing to me. I haven't really been interested in it. There's so much going on in AEW. It's like such, like if we're going to talk about the singles matches on this show that don't have titles connected to it, this is the bottom yeah. of all of them in yes. terms of story, in terms of my own personal interest. It's just, it's not there. It's not there. And I, and I don't really know if I want to fault Jungle Boy, if I want to fault Christian Cage, or if I just want to fault. I wasn't interested in it to begin with. <laughs> like, it wasn't a feud that I was like, oh, this is the feud I need. I need Christian Cage to turn on Jungle Boy and become a heel so that Jungle Boy can, you know, become this superstar babyface. I never, yeah, it just never was something that came to me because, like you said, and like, we've been talking about i think it's still early for jungle boy like i could see a tnt title run but he's not beating wardlow you had your shot he should have beat miro you didn't do it so if you built him up to beat miro it would have made sense but you didn't do that and he absolutely should not beat wardlow so and wardlow shouldn't be losing anytime soon either true yeah (laughs) i mean like you said i i also think christian's very good but like he is the other aspect to it. A lot of people are uneven on Christian. I mean, looking at his looking at his matches in AEW, his best matches were against Omega. Following that, it's against Adam Cole. Following that, it was like Frankie Kazarian, and it was all like people saying they were really good. Seven point two on cage match or whatever, right? Yeah. So it's like it, it, this match has to be great, but I don't have a lot of confidence that it will be basically between jungle boy and christian cage i feel like this the ceiling for me on this match is like a three and a half star match and that is not what it should be right that's it's tough it's a blood feud it should be it should be entering another level and i don't think it's going to be i i've never felt like this has ever gotten to any next gear I feel like we've it, already stayed in the same. We literally have one. the perfect match to compare it to, and that's Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. That perfect. feels perfect, infinitely bigger, and in a so shorter much time. more important. In a shorter time, yeah, in a shorter time, the feud and the story has been easy to tell. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, you have the factory parts. So you're like, yeah, yeah, I, but I it's also that. pretty much the same story, right? And it's. And it's the fact that Powerhouse Hobbs wants to go out on his own. He's sick of Ricky Starks losing all the big matches. Yep. And he wants to go win. And Ricky Starks, you know, cut. And it, it 
I will admit Ricky Starks is a better promo than Jungle Boy. So that also helps. Ricky Starks is one of the best promos in wrestling. Yep. So again, a little unfair, I guess, <laughs> in that sense. But Powerhouse Hobbs isn't Christian. Powerhouse Hobbs is unproven in a lot fair. of ways That's as fair. a singles guy. That's fair. So that's just a credit to both of them for making this feel more important. I think team Taz had a bigger investment mm-hmm. than Christian jungle boy and Luchasaurus. At least for me, it did always did. Um, but that's the perfect feud to compare against. Like that match is one that I'm excited for. I'm really looking forward to yeah. this one. I don't know. It's lost some steam. I think it could be really good, but at the same time, I don't expect it to be. There's so many matches on this card. One has to just be meh. And that's probably going to be this one. It's weird because I can see both matches, both the Starks and Hobbs and the Jungle Boy Christian Cage match, both being like three and a half stars ish, right? Yeah. But like if, if if Starks and Hobbs is three and a half, I'm like, great, really good match. If Christian and Jungle Boy are three and a half, I'm like, oh boy, guys. Come well, on, here, what are you doing? But here's why Christian Cage is a former multi time world champion. Yep. And Jungle, Bo- and Jungle Boy is supposed to be your future of your company. Yeah, a pillar of your company. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs are not in those spots. Yeah. But what they've done is earn their spots, yep. right? They've they've gotten there by themselves and together. They got, the, they they got themselves field. over. They did. Right. And uh, I think this is a story that's just far more interesting. I agree. I agree. Like the, the, the idea, and this is how we can preview Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, but yeah. like the story of starks being emotional man you hit my neck like you know what i've been through Mm -hmm. and like i felt that emotion way more than i felt christian you know making fun of jungle boy for not having his dad anymore like that's just like that's like the mjf shit that doesn't work Mm -hmm. all the time like that's when that's when i would call out mjf i'm like this is very uncreative like you're so much better than this like when he did the brian pillman stuff yeah i was like dude that's not hack like yeah it's just it's cheap it's just cheap heat yeah i don't need you don't need cheap heat you have a story just tell it you're a, i just you're a multi-year legend why are you using cheap heat <laughs> just yeah, do like, heat <laughs> just... i understand i understand cheap heat's part of the game here yeah but you used it in like all your promos <laughs> yeah yeah the and that's how is... they had jungle boy come back the heat is only cheap <laughs> With the, the cheap heat is pop. probably only using cheap heat yeah so it's like yeah. and and the story's so stupid oh i wanted to make money what you want to make money mm-hmm. with being like their manager <laughs> you hear how stupid this is you couldn't have picked a better team oh yeah it's it's i hope they prove me wrong i do because yeah. of i'm gonna be watching it so i want them to prove me wrong yeah but i am much more excited for ricky starks and powerhouse hops do you think who who's the winner of them i mean I can see Jungle Boy winning. I can see maybe Christian winning, and then we do like a blood feud kind of strap match yeah, or whatever. You know, I guess that'd be good. I guess I don't know. Some, um, you know, you know what I mean. Some back backstage yeah. brawl or you know parking lot brawl again uh, between the two. I think I think I'd be happier if Jungle Boy just won and we moved on. I agree. I agree. And then for Starks and Hobbs, that's as fifty fifty as it gets. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I kind of feel like. I kind of feel like Hobbs. Are you building? Are you building up Hobbs to beat Wardlow? Oh man, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a guy that can beat Wardlow, and no one's blinking an eye. Everyone's saying, "Yeah, that's a money match. That makes sense." Yep. 
Yep, yep, I yep. think that could be war- maybe you have Hobbs beat Starks mm-hmm. because then you can build a- you building a big baby face. I think in Ricky Starks, anyways. Yeah. By the way, another CM Punk opponent, um, <sighs> which is one that he's wanted. He's literally said Ricky Starks on multiple occasions as someone he wants to face. The mic work um, alone. Yeah. So that's I think I think they actually benefit if powerhouse Hobbs wins i agree that's what i was gonna say is that i i think story-wise you know it's kind of 50 50 but ultimately starks doesn't necessarily need the win here and you have the neck injury to play off of yeah so it's like he's always a baby face mm -hmm. he's always an underdog yeah and if he gets hurt it's like well he he hobbs targeted the neck hobbs targeted his back you know it's he did the move like it's you know yeah the spine buster yeah, he's gonna throw him through the goddamn mat. It's gonna be great. Can't wait. I can't wait for that match. Oh, that's gonna be great. I think I talked myself up to like being extra excited for that one. <laughs> yeah. AEW World Tag Team Title Match: Swerve in Our Glory, Keith Lee and Shane Strickland defending the titles against Bowens and Max Caster, the acclaimed. A little history here. I think is this the first AEW um, title match with two African American teams? Uh... At least on pay per view. Uh yeah, I, mean, I don't even know. Have there been African American tag team champions in AEW? Not totally. Besides I mean Scorpio two? Sky, but but that was with right, Frankie so. Kazarian. Either way, I think this is gonna be. Um, I think this has a chance to uh, surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think the acclaimed have improved improved greatly in the ring. Oh, uh, I think uh, Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Private Party on Rampage. All right, that just happened. So that's my bad. Um, that was. Okay, but still, rampage, but, <laughs> rampage sucks, man. But still, <clears throat> but still, you got you know private paper, party, sort of our glory. Either way, claim. either way, it's just a cool match to do because the claim are so over. They're just they've they've become pretty red hot. They're beloved, and you have Swerve and Keith Lee who are very over. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good match to book. You know, the acclaimed have been in the rankings forever. Yep. Like, they've just been sitting there. So, it's a match you kind of had to do. I don't think I'd crown new champions. No. Um, I think Swerve and Keith have a lot to go. They've really kind of went in the bottom team so far. Like, yeah. they haven't faced any of the... All they've faced is Tony Nese, Josh Woods, and Private Party. Uh, so, like... But a lot of those... In a lot of those were non-title matches. In in only title matches, they won the titles against the Young Bucks and Team Taz, mm-hmm. and then defended the titles against Private Party, and that's it. Oh, so the Josh Woods Tony Nese one wasn't even a title match. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah, um, it was just a waste of my time. Right. Awesome, thanks Tony Khan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think you changed the champions, but I do think the acclaimed will get there one day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this has a chance. To, I, you know, you're going into this match not expecting like a tag team classic, yeah, or anything. But I think it could surprise some people. It should be a good match. I like the acclaimed. I Everybody loves the acclaimed. <laughs> Everybody loves the acclaimed. There we go. Uh, and then of course, and they're gonna have a great rap. So and we win in the end of the day. Do you want to have? Do you have any predictions of what the rap will be about? Um. Probably say... them getting released. Something about Hit Row. <laughs> Hit Row is a good one. Uh, Mar-a-Lago. Is there anything you can rhyme Mar-a-Lago with? Uh... <laughs> Definitely Hit Row. That's a guarantee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other match. They can uh... say they can say like something like you weren't good enough to be part of our like 
shitty knockoff or something. This is why we aren't rappers. Uh, the only other match, no. in, <laughs> the only no, other really. match announced so far is the AEW interim women's world title match, which we've kind of already talked about. Sheeta versus Storm versus Baker versus Hater. Let's um, go, Sheeta. You know, it's going to be Tony Storm. It's going to be Tony Storm. That was the original plan, according to Fightful. That's okay. That's okay by me. Which I mean, to me, there's three people that should win this match, and none of them are perfect. Yeah. I well, I could you can make an argument for Sheeta legitimately. I think you know have her included. Would you know that's different, something different for the division, even though it's going back to something old. It is kind of the Moxley role, you know. Sheeta and Moxley were selfishly. I just want her to be in Japan still, so I don't want her to. <laughs> that's I get that. I get that, and that's another point is that if she's champion, then you know, do you have how do you do yeah. that with the going back and forth? It'll be Tony totally Storm. It'll, it'll be Tony. Totally I agree. I agree. Uh, but I but, think there's an argument for Sheeta just because of interim title. Then you can have Thunder Rosa come back. Thunder Rosa you, versus Storm later. You know, I tweeted this out. You have multiple jobs you can accomplish here. You have Tony Storm win one. Have Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter begin their feud. Two, finally. And have Hikaru Shida just have a great showing. It's very easy. It's a very easy three things to do. Yes. You check all these boxes very easily when Jamie Hayter breaks up a Britt Baker pin and Shida just has a great showing mm-hmm. and Tony Storm wins. It's very easy. And this should be to- this should be Hikaru Shida being on TV more. Let's stop with the on-off, on-off. This is the first time she's on TV since the Serena Deeb feud. Yes. Yep. That's which, ridiculous. Which, which she won, if I'm not mistaken. No, did she win? No, she didn't win it no, because win. Serena D went on to face uh Rosa. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. Um yeah. Uh so yeah, I agree. I think Tony Storm's probably gonna win this. Only other matches that would probably be happening, maybe the Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston one. <clears throat> and M- Miro and uh Miro, Darby, Sting versus um House of Black uh is also happening. I don't know. Which any of these matches will be on the buy-in, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we don't have a buy-in anything yet, so. Like, I can't imagine Sting on the buy-in, but it like. It was Mark Sterling last time. That's, that's, there's a different upgrade from Mark Sterling. Who's Hook Sting. wrestling? Uh, no who's, one's currently. Who's he feuding with now? Uh, he's feuding with Matt Menard, Angelo Parker of the JS. I could see that be on the uh, buy-in. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good one. People would get amped for that. That should be People a, handi- that should be a handicap love... match. And people love Matt Menard, and I I love them, so I think I that'd be a lot of fun. I, agree. I think you should have two buy-in matches. By the way, just want to put that out there. I don't think you should just have the one. I liked I liked two pay-per-views ago when they had like an hour of it. <laughs> I agree. Great. It was like two or three <laughs> matches, I think, on the buy-in. Yeah, there. and like every one of them were really good or interesting. Yeah, unlike last time, that was kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasting my goddamn time uh, uh i was gonna transition and say speaking of wasting my goddamn time but it's kind of gotten a lot better wwe clash of the it castle looks pretty good man <laughs> happening this saturday uh in Cardiff, it actually Wales. has my most ex- anticipated match of the weekend really or not. really yeah. um so yeah you got two european brutes going head to head baby that's true uh, so yeah, we got a, a little card here. There's obviously probably going to be one or two more matches announced for this show through Raw and SmackDown. But right now, we got five matches here: a six-man women's tag team match: Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky 
versus Alexa Bliss, Asuka, and Bianca Belair. I'm excited for this match. I am cool. too. We'll have uh, we'll have new tag champs in EO and Dakota Kai. Uh-huh. So that's cool. And uh, this is the start of getting Bailey that red belt. Oh, world of Not, stardom. Oh, I wouldn't say no. I do love <laughs> Bailey, but uh, no, the uh, I couldn't think of it. The Raw Women's Champion. The Raw, yes. Um, yes. I think this should be pretty good. Yeah, I think the heels are winning here, so that we can As build up to that Raw. Shout Women's out title Damage match. Control. Shout I just out. learned that was their, the the name of their thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, that is great. I don't I, know why that's their name, but I love it. I would also love to see them work like really well as a trios team. Yeah, like this would be the first time we see them as a trios team. I would love to see. And it. then, and then Triple H is gonna release all three of them so that they can go as a trios team to to start them, and I could be even happier because Dave Meltzer had to break my heart last yesterday by saying that both Dakota Kai and Io Shirai had talked to Stardom before Triple H got into power. Of course. I was like, oh, just fucking shoot me in the heart. Of course he did. I, th- it's okay, though, because they're succeeding, and that's what matters. That's true. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's ultimately Bailey is probably... If Damage winning. Control loses, then that's just an absolute blunder. Yeah, I think it's like Bailey's pinning Bliss while staring down Bianca Belair yeah. or something. This is like... You know, this isn't the shield, but it's like you should handle them that way. Of they I should agree. be dominant for a long time. I agree. I also love the name Damage Control. Just in, ter- in terms of a meta story, <laughs> I also love all three of them. So that works out. Speaking of people you love, singles match: Seth Rollins versus Riddle. I do love Seth Rollins. You were correct. I don't love Riddle, uh, but this would probably be excellent. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. Seth Rollins has been having bangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as people hate to hear it, he's been having bangers. Uh, <laughs> all of them were with Cody, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, I think they've actually worked this feud really well. I didn't know why they moved it off of SummerSlam. Story. No, they moved it off of SummerSlam for this exact reason to build it, it, worked. Up, build it up more and then do it at this. this yeah, show. instead of just doing it, they yeah. made it a story. Yes. So, which I, I, I think you're right. It worked. It works. It's working on television. The heat is there. People the love Riddle. People love Riddle. People love hate Rollins. Uh, I just love Rollins. And I think that this match has the potential. It's weird to say. I was going to say match of the night, but there's a couple matches that have potential. Yeah. To match of the night, they actually honestly. have. At SummerSlam, I thought for sure this was going to be a match of the night. Yeah. Um, They have some tough competition on this show. But that's a good spot to be in. Good spot. That's to the be first in time show. I could say that for a WWE show in a long time. Yeah. Same. And I, yeah, I'm excited. When about you it. hit I mean, him with that triple H, <laughs> I don't know who would win here, honestly. It um, could go either way, but I think Rollins probably, maybe. I mean, Riddle does, could get a big win for once. That would be cool. Yeah. It's, it'd be, I guess the idea would be once the next, what's the next show after Clash of the Castle for WWE? I guess that's the question here. Um, it's not Survivor Series. Oh, yes. Cell? crown jewel Ooh, maybe uh let's see hold on hope not (laughs) hope not Uh, oh i found it what do you got it's extreme rules in philadelphia on october 8th okay Mm, and then it's survivor series in boston so there is a possibility that it doesn't really have a clean finish and then these two go into this is extreme rules extreme rules is the second to last pay-per-view of the year 
Wait a minute. When no, wait, is no, Crown Jewel? Crown Jewel is also this year because they do two I know a year. I know it's somewhere. I know it's coming. It's probably I know it's November. I know it's going to ruin my day soon. Um, November 5th. And yeah, then Survivor and Series is November 26th. Okay. And then day one again in Atlanta, Georgia, baby. Day one was fun. So Yeah. Cool. And now it's under um, Triple H regime, so it should be even funner. Funner. Funner, Hunter. Is that something? Um, no. WWE SmackDown women's title match, Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Oh. Um, They've kind of built up Baszler to be more of a badass, right? So well, I appreciate that's not that. that's shocking. You know. I'd have Shayna win, and I'd just do Shayna versus Ronda, but I don't have the book, so. That's true. It's probably just going to be Liv. Whatever. Yeah, is there any chance Liv May- Morgan makes out of here alive? She's going in with a hurt arm, <laughs> so. Oof. I, it's an interesting story they're telling with Liv, but she's been champion longer than I expected, so good for her. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. I don't know how much longer, though. Didn't the fans turn on her? yeah well yeah it was uh you know the fans picked her as sort of the biggie montel's ford type kind of person where they just picked the fan uh picked the pick the person to be a champion that person became champion and then uh immediately immediately turned on them and didn't like show out for them in any capacity classic classic wwe crowd yep but it's that's under vince we'll see what it's like with triple h maybe he actually builds her up a little bit i don't know to be a drum. Um, she has to survive Shayna Baszler just to lose to Metall- Ronda? Metallia? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, no, because well, no, Ronda's going to be against Becky, right? That's the belief. Presumably, if Becky's yeah. back. Right. Um, I guess we'll see. Uh, WB Intercontinental title match Gunther versus Sheamus. I mean, this match, boy, howdy, this is my match I'm most excited for. Uh, this feels like a, you know, I would have preferred if this was actually Gunther versus like Sami Zayn or Ricochet because personally, I think Walter does better with young, uh, not younger, uh, smaller opponents because it's just look more brutal. Um, like I think you can, if you had Ricochet in here, you would make Ricochet look more like a, you know, guy <clears throat> of heart <throat> and resiliency. But uh, beyond that, this match <laughs> quote. Still be awesome and kick each other's ass, kick each other's butt. Quote a great, great Irishman. Banger after 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 banger. Who is that Irishman? That is Seamus who said that. And I personally believe that Sheamus, someone who's never won the Intercontinental Championship, yep. is going to go out there at Clash of the Castle in a very big show, an important show, in Europe, mm-hmm. and is going to put on one hell of a performance. I think this match will be fantastic. I think this match will be the match of the night. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, it is on par with anything I'm looking forward to the next day at All Out. What is the odds Seamus wins here? I think it's possible. I think it's possible. It's not um, a blowout. But I do think, I do think you want Gunther to keep winning. Yeah, I would say maybe like 70-30. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, also, I saw Butch is slowly becoming Pete Dunn again. Yep, he is. 
He is. He's still Butch, but Butch, he, uh, he also tweeted that Gunther was a stupid name, and I popped. So that was funny. Oh my God. The, the irony of Butch tweeting that. Um, main event. Well, that's the best part. He, he then went dash Butch. <laughs> <laughs> he also changed on Twitter. He's now Pete butch done <laughs> perfect he's slow so butch is becoming his middle name of pete yeah dunn. it's becoming like his nickname like uh, hey, yeah i'm pete dunn but they just call me butch perfect i love it which That's- is such an easy way to do it which is actually the way they introduced him if anyone remembers he's like you know he goes by a different name but we call him butch and i was like all right great. cool great so that seems like an out hopefully and i hope they use that out because the closer we get back to Pete Dunn, the better we are all. I agree. Fort. WB title slash universal title match. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. <laughs> McIntyre. <laughs> Drew. Drew McIntyre. <laughs> um, this feels big. Yes. This feels gigantic. I've actually followed along with the build for this match. They've built this up they- really well. The the closing segment on SmackDown this past Friday was excellent. With uh, they beat the shit out of Drew McIntyre. Do you see his back after that? It was terrible. I did. And Sami Zayn, you know my king, I did. Stand in the background, represented the bloodline as he should be, as he should be. He also uh, did you see the video that he got Roman and Jay sort of break character. Yes. On live television. I was yes. like, this guy is amazing. Well, Roman, um, Roman's like, he's laughing, but he, they cut to the Roman, Roman started to talk, and then he's just like, all right. And then behind him, yeah. Jay Uso's gone. Oh, that was good stuff. Oh, man, that was great. But I think they've built this up as big as you can make a match. Um, who wins? That's the fun game we play here. Because... Listen, I know a lot of people are ready for Roman Reigns to lose. I don't know. I don't know if I'd have Roman Reigns lose. Like, WWE has been bad. They've been bad for a long time. The one thing that's been good has remained Roman Reigns. Yeah. But you do have a story to play here if Roman Reigns finally loses the title. Obviously, you can make that into a story. Um. And you have Drew McIntyre, who's as ready as anyone. If Drew McIntyre is not beating him, then I know who is. And his name is Cody Rhodes, baby. So maybe that's where I, where I win. So maybe I shouldn't have Drew win here. The problem with WWE title, Universal title mixed up like this is like, it then it has to become, well, then who's beating this guy? And also, how are we unraveling, if we are unraveling the titles? The titles right? I can see Drew win. And that's how they unravel the titles. Yeah, and I can see that as an argument. I could, like, you know, there's something that we also talked about as a Royal Rumble person. Like, Cody comes in and just wants to challenge for the WB title, you know. Well, that's um, the title he wants. He only wants the blue belt. Exactly, right? I mean, that's that's the whole gimmick as well. So I just want Cody back. I agree. I agree. But, you know, I think this match would be very good. Obviously, Drew McIntyre is going to go out there and put off a fantastic performance, I would have to imagine. Oh. For his, not necessarily his countrymen, but close enough. Um, close enough. Versus Roman Reigns. I I don't remember if, like, surely these guys have wrestled before, but for whatever reason, I cannot think of They wrestled at WrestleMania when Roman came back from leukemia. 
It was enough. It was pretty. Oh much yes, and that was quick. that was not good. If I recall, yeah, Roman was still very, very much getting back in the ring, and it was a heel Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and then they wrestled that Survivor Series during the COVID era. That was actually really good, from what I remember. They beat the shit out of each other. But it was during COVID era, so that's so a there was no complete there, blank yes. spot in my brain. It was in the Thunderdome. The, th- <laughs> the Thunderdome. Oh my god! Do you think? Never forget that Vince McMahon booked the Thunderdome better than when fans came back. Oh, the Thunderdome. I hate the Thunderdome. <laughs> it's so tough. <laughs> I don't miss it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I'll tell you that much. Um, I'm just looking through. Um, I think I think they will have an excellent main event. Yes, it'll be better, even better if Drew wins. Uh, WrestleMania stomping. They have also grounds. brought down the prices, so it sounds like that place is going to be packed. Yeah, I think it's. Let me look at WrestleTix. I'm sure they have it. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that it is close to, if not already, sold out. That's big time. I think you have to have Drew win then. Yeah, let me double back and check there as well. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, oh my god! What? I, I need you to watch the thing I just sent you on count out oh. on uh, on DM. I need you to listen to it with sound. All right. Uh, can I? Do you have a little bit of a a preamble about what it is? It's Sami Zayn. That's all. Sami Zayn. All right. Uh, DM. Yeah. All right. Here we go. It's called it Dreams. The song is called Dreams. He is living his best life. It's Sami Zayn's Instagram, <laughs> where it is Oos Life, and it's Dreams by <laughs> Gabrielle. Oh, Sammy. Himself the time. Oh, Sammy, Sammy, Sammy. Wow, there's a lot of um, all-out tickets available, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the World the Title Irish Series is selling incredibly well. Yeah, it's no world title match, so there's... Your boy's going there! Oh, he better be. He better Survivor be. Series was like, I don't know why, but it was like the first show that I was, first WWE show, I was like, yeah, let's do this. And now they only have 305 tickets available. Yeah, you better, after this, you better start looking into it. They uh, went, I already bought them. Speaking about WWE and oh, uh, All Out... Uh, at the same time of All Out, WWE will be putting on Worlds Collide. No, it's not at 4 Eastern. Not at the same time. Oh, is it at 4 Eastern? Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Is right- Someone said it's in England. I don't know if that's true. It's in Orlando, Florida, according to Cage Batch. All right, that makes more sense. Um, they're just doing it early to get to avoid going up against All Out. Oh, you would too. They should have just put it Sunday. Why don't they do it Saturday night? After Clash of the Castle. Oh, yeah, because Clash of the Castle probably happening morning. It's at, I think it's at like 3 or 1. I'll look it up on it's, the website. Oh, I'll tell you right now. It's at, it starts at 1 p.m. Eastern. 1 p.m. Eastern. Boy, oh, boy. Does it say what you got? What? Uh, uh and, Cla- and Worlds. What's the fucking called? Worlds, Worlds Collide. Oh, wow. They need the NXT UK photo. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, is it sad? 
is it <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Is it sad? Not really. No, 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 no. By no. the way, Clash of the Castle like posters look amazing. I agree. Just want to put that up there. So Worlds um, Collide happening this or next Sunday as well in Orlando, Florida. Earlier, I guess. It is the whole big NXT versus NXT UK show. If I find it, I'll let you know. Sure. Uh, it is the unifications of a bunch of titles. They only have two matches announced. We're presumably going to get the tag titles maybe unified as well. They actually aren't building up towards the unification. Who are even... Oh, it's uh, Diamond Mine. <laughs> I think of like, who are the current champions? All right, I found it. Champions? For Eastern on Sunday. For Eastern. Thank you very much. On Sunday in Orlando, Florida. We got two matches announced so far. Uh, one that I believe you are pretty much interested in and one that we're okay interested in. The okay interested in we're in is the NXT title and NXT UK title unification match. What Tyler. did you say? No, 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 no. I'm very interested in the main event. I like I like Tyler Bate a lot, okay? All right. The other one, and Ron Baker, Ron Baker. The other one, the other one, I could be canceled. Yeah, if if the wrong result happens. <laughs> yeah, so Tyler Bate versus Braun Breaker, <laughs> for the love of God, I I really want Tyler Bate to win this. I cannot think and imagine and grasp a world where Braun Breaker wins, but I do think it I is can't a if true Bates reality. What's that? If Tyler if Tyler Bates going all the way up, I can see. Oh, to the main roster. Yeah, because he's much more ready than Braun Breaker. That is totally true, and he could easily go up to. The he's main also roster. been what wasting away in. <laughs> can you next the UK for like years now? I was about to say ready. without guessing. How many years? Well, no, sorry. With with guessing, without looking he's it a up, two time NXT UK champion. I think that's enough for me to know. How many years has Tyler Bate been in this company? If you like to take a guess, five, five or six. Um, he has five actually. Yes, he has. He first started wrestling in 2017 in this company. January 14th of 2017. Is now 2022, the year of our Lord, five years later. And this guy is still in this company. Um, yeah, no, he's been wasting away over there. Um, I'm glad they're bringing him over. Now, unify the titles under him. That's all you got to do. I Please. Unless, unless, I guess you're right. Unless they're bringing him up to the main roster, in which case, do that. Listen, NXT, listen, listen, listen. NXT 2.0 fucking blows. And it's a bad show. And it's unless they're changing it, which they might be. Um changing it here, maybe. I don't know. Uh if if they're not changing it, I think I just want Tyler Bate to go up. I yeah. don't think I want to have him waste away here. Um Braun Breaker has work to do still. I like Braun Breaker, but man, they have absolutely destroyed this poor guy. Um, I think the Joe the Joe Gacy feud, I think, was what really just sent him down a hole <laughs> it was a bold and, move to do that as the second feud right <laughs> like yeah and the jd mcdonough feud <laughs> sucked probably i didn't even watch it i think like i didn't care it was an okay man it's pretty good match i guess i think Braun breaker is absolutely part of this future but yeah. if tyler bates not going up he should win 
Yes. I think this guy has been in the performance center for long enough. Maybe you're right. Maybe he yeah, should. Tyler Bates, like, oh, he's just so good. And I think that's why I want him to win more than anything. It's like he just deserves it. Well, I mean, or have him lose more than anything because that might be an indicator of him going to the main roster. Yeah, he could be a good baby face on SmackDown. Yeah, why not? They sent every, they've sent everyone else to Raw except for carrying fucking Cross and Hit Row. So, <laughs> like, Johnny Gargano's on Raw, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, you know, like, Bailey, there's so Eos much guy. going on there. Bailey, EO, Dakota Kai. Raw has benefited, and Raw already had the better roster. Yeah. Tyler Bate going to SmackDown wouldn't be the worst thing. I agree. Uh, the other match would be, be the UK brand with Gunther, Butch, and Tyler yeah. Bate. That's not we bad. Call Ty, we call Tyler Bate. Um, let's call him Phil. Tom, Thomas. <laughs> uh, Gunther, Butch, Thomas. <laughs> not Tommy, Thomas. He could be, he could be Tommy. I think that to, Tommy fits better. Yeah. Uh, the other hey, match we look, have Tommy. announced so far at Worlds Collide is the NXT Women's Title and NXT UK Women's Title okay. Unification Triple Threat. Mako Satamora versus Mandy Rose versus Blair Davenport. If you've ever seen a match that it exemplifies the one of these things is not like the other, uh, then it would be this match. Yes, and the one of these things is Mako Satamora with these two. <laughs> um, oh, okay. All right. I have a lot of thoughts here. You were right. You were right. I do have a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mandy Rose cannot win. <laughs> no she can't and i think it's no, a tri- no. i think it's a triple threat because she can't she can't win she cannot do it like <laughs> it would be an insult to so many people if she wins it it would be more okay so so the funny thing is bia Priestley was absolute oh sorry what's her name blair davenport blair davenport, blair davenport. not a bad name she was being built up, I'm pretty sure, be make a sound more. I think that's yes. everyone knew that. And for Joshi fans, that was oh look. Blair, Blair Davenport's beating another Joshi legend for a title because uh she beat Kiketsu for mm-hmm. the World of Stardom title back in the day. Yep. And to me, to me, I think it makes a lot of sense. I do. I think Blair Davenport, be a priestly, whatever the fuck you want to call her fits exactly what WWE is looking for Yep. in overall women's wrestler. She has a great freaking entrance, by the way. Um, I think she just presents herself as a star in this company. And she is, to me, she's the person who should win this match. I agree. I think, listen, I love Mako Satamora. She's a legend, absolute legend. But I have no idea what they have planned for Mako Satamora. This could be for her to drop the title and go back to Japan. Yes. Very well could be that. And I think that's probably best case scenario for all. If Mako Satamora is on the main roster, I would be stunned. It would be a great move. It would be really cool to see her on there. But I would be stunned. I, yeah, I uh, do think that Triple H collapsing the entire NXT UK brand to bring Mako to this show, to have her lose the title, to then go to the main roster, is a bold move to bring Sasha Banks back. But, you know, I got to respect it. I got to <laughs> respect the move. It's true. It's true. It is a bold move, but it'd be one that I think would actually work. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Mandy can't win. 
I, I can't stress that you, enough. You, Mandy, you want to know wait. how excited I am for Mako Setamora and Mandy Rose to lock up? I cannot oh wait, man. God, <laughs> you it's... know, I can't wait. I think I think Mandy gets called up, um, which is funny to say because she's already been up, but it seemed like Toxic Attraction was on their way up anyways. Yeah. Um, based on the other two, probably they were going to be in the finals, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, well, they were. Well, there were replacements, sorry. and then there was a whole. Yeah, but Aaliyah and Raquel Gonzalez were not, so I don't want to hear. It. Correct. Uh, <laughs> we're now in the finals. Um, so yeah, I think Toxic Attraction goes up, mm-hmm. which you know, whatever. Yeah, I think Mako Satomura potentially goes back to Japan. I could, I, also, I could also see them holding her in, in Orlando, Florida until NXT Europe starts. Yeah, especially if they want her to be a trainer too, which is kind of what her, she was doing. She was a player coach. Yeah. Um. So that's possible. But I think, and, you know, the, the Joshi fans might listen to this and say, you're an idiot. I think Blair Davenport has to win this match. I completely agree. I Once she was entered into it, I said, oh, well. And it's funny because when – before I even saw the Fightful report and before I saw, I don't know what made me say it, but I said Blair Davenport and Tyler Bate are going to succeed. Yeah, Those are the two NXT UK people that I feel are guarantees to succeed when they come over. I agree. And we are already looking pretty good. Already looking pretty good. I think, I think, I. it's funny because I think Blair Davenport could go right up to the main roster already. I think she would add a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously think the same for Mako, but I think if if they are transforming NXT to a 3.0, which is a little bit of everything, I think she would be just fine as the champion. Listen, she's so much better than Mandy. Like, yeah, that's that alone is a win. Um, and then you can uh, you can have some cool matches, I guess, with her. Plus, Blair Davenport and the return of Poppy would be a good combo. I feel like mm, just aesthetic, aesthetically speaking, they they also put her in this match for a reason. Like, yes, it's a it's a agree. unification match where they have a random person in who, by the way, I think she like squashed Indy Hartwell on TV this week, which her, is kind of crazy. As her return match, I believe it was. Yes, yeah, she like beat her in like three minutes. So, yep. Yep. There you go. Yeah, because remember where we left her was she won the number one contender's fatal four way, right? Mm-hmm. It's like she won that four way, Blair Davenport, and so this is her catching in. And yeah, I agree. I think she's going to win the whole thing. Uh, I think that's the the, the right pick, anyways. Uh, you know, have her keep her in NXT in Orlando for a bit. You know, build up that women's division because it needs desperately to be built up. Um. You know, everyone's also talking about like maybe Indy Hartwell. Maybe I don't know. You keep her down there a little bit more. I don't know. There's not a lot of women's match. Like you need someone to be built up in that way. And I think just have it be Blair. I think Mako is too high, and I think Mandy yeah. is not enough of anything. Mandy right. fits what's there now, but if you want to elevate it, Blair's the way to move. And maybe that's the other thing. You know, we said like keep Mako in Orlando as a trainer. And then move her back mm. to Europe as a trainer and competitor and stuff. So right. I think unless was... of course she decides she wanted to go back to Japan, which is always a possibility. Always true. Um, but that's pretty much it for World's Glide right now. I mean, obviously more stuff will get announced. Uh, I, it looks like we're going to do a Gallus versus uh, Brooks Jensen and Josh Briggs or whatever their names are. I think. Um, 
And then Ooh. maybe a unification match, throw in Diamond Mind. But they're kind of teasing Diamond Mind versus Roderick Strong in some way. So I don't know. So. Ooh. Can we just free Roderick Strong? Or I'm hoping, bring him up hoping, or something? Man. I'm hoping. You got to do something. Why is he in NXT? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Um, well, we're almost at two hour mark, Scotty. We still have the N1 victory final. I mean, do we want to talk about it or do you want to move on and uh, call it a day here? I already know what it is, so we can talk about it. Okay. All right. So the N1 victory grand final, uh, is, everything's been announced. Uh, the winner of the A block is Hideki Suzuki with 11 points. Uh, and he will be going against the winner of the B block, which is Kaito Kiyomiya with 10 points as well. Um, so thoughts on the, of the tournament that you've seen so far? Obviously, we haven't seen the matches this today. Thoughts on the tournament you've seen so far and thoughts on this final match of Suzuki, tag champion Suzuki versus uh, Muto Jr. Kaito Kiyomiya. Um, the tournament's been kind of hit or miss. Um, there's been some great matches. There's been some matches that are very underwhelming, mm-hmm. despite my expectations. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me let me let me look in the old uh, the old guide here. The old um, guide here. Uh, what are some of my favorite matches? See, like it's like uh, that Kano versus Hideki Suzuki was really good. Mm-hmm. It was a thirty minute draw. They kind of just beat the snot out of each other. Kano yeah. versus Goshi Uzaki. No, shocking. It was very good. Um, <laughs> and I thought Ka- Kaito versus uh, Masa Kitamiya was also very good. Yeah. Um, those are like the main standouts for how much I've watched so far. I think I have, I think I just have these last two days left, but it's been hit or miss in my opinion. And uh, I guess I kind of should have expected that. It's for me, it's kind of been similar to like the G1 to a certain mm. extent where it's like, mm. I don't, there hasn't I'm not really getting an Osprey Okada match. That, well, that's the thing is that there had G1 up to like night 18 or whatever it was. Um, the final two nights yeah uh where it's kind of just been like yeah this is pretty good steady, steady yeah. pretty good you know nothing's, you got, like nothing's overtly bad maybe yeah but nothing's like four match star of the year. You know, nothing i mean at best maybe like a four star match here and there but nothing's been like match of the year contender at all. yeah like those three matches are the only matches i would recommend to anyone to yeah. go out of their way to see which yeah. is very much like the G1 in a lot of ways. I didn't have that many. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had... I, let me rephrase. I didn't have that many for what the G1 usually gives you. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I had, like, four or five before those last two nights, which, out of, like, 100-plus matches, isn't a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it's it's a, it's around the same. It's around the same. Um I've been told though that uh, the past the last two days did have some great matches, so I'm looking forward to that. Yes. Um. Hopefully, there's something there that really raises up what mm-hmm. I've been hoping for. Um. I think Masato Tanaka has been like one of my favorite guys to watch in terms of consistency. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought him and Fujita actually had a really good match. The only problem I had was that the first half was kind of boring. Yeah. It's kind of lacking a little bit because the second half was awesome. I agree. So it's like you guys could just do this and then end it, and you would probably have the match of the tournament. But that's fine. 
Um, but that's like the that's the whole game that I think this tournament has played. Um, oh yeah, totally. Hideki Suzuki making it to the finals, very interesting. Yes, he um, he has beaten every single person except he drew against Kano, the champion. And get this, he lost to Fujita. The great question that we had was who who wins uh, out I was there. Told that was really boring. I uh, yeah, it uh, a grapple. It fuck. was just grappling. Yeah, yeah. Which I once I read that, I was like, I'm not watching it. Yeah, uh, but it was fascinating for... to be like, who's gonna win this one? And it looked it looked like Vegeta got it. Uh, yeah. Now I sit here and I ask myself, does Kaito beat Hideki Suzuki? Suzuki? And if he does, and I pick Kaito from the beginning. As I think you did as well. Yeah, definitely not Hideki he Suzuki, does. but you know, I don't, I think it's possible. He should, Kaito should be the guy beating Kano, uh-huh. but not this soon. Mm. Kano just won the belt. That's true. They've they've played hot potato with the belt enough. Um, I'm looking up real quickly, just exactly because I don't have it in front of me. Um, who Kaito has beaten? Kaito has uh, eleven. Sorry, ten points tied with he Nakajima. Lost to Jack Morris, baby. Uh, he did. Yes, he did. He uh, he tied of Nakajima, but Nakajima lost in the one on one against Ka- Kiyomiya. So Kiyomiya won the whole thing. Uh, but uh, Kaito Kiyomiya has uh, lost to Jack Morris and Kiyomiya. That's it. So he's beaten Funaki. He's beaten Nakajima. Uh, he's beaten. Uh, Nakajima, he's beaten Segura, he's beaten Okada. So, I mean, honestly, not like a great list. I mean, I guess Segura is probably the best one off that list. Funaki, maybe. He's a champion. Um, Nakajima, of course, but uh, you know, compared to Suzuki, he's beaten like Go Shiozaki and and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I, I think obviously you and I both want Kaito Kiyomiya to win. <sighs> There's a chance it doesn't happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, Especially they went they... to a draw, right? Like, yes. Suzuki and Kano went to a draw already, so... 30-minute draw, if I'm not mistaken. You could easily just have the match without him winning this tournament. Yep. Um, That's true. That is very true. You could also have the match and be longer than 30 minutes. That is true. <laughs> Get hyped. Get hyped. I thought it was a great 30-minute draw, all things considered. They literally just hit each other as hard as they humanly could but whatever yeah um i mean suzuki probably wins you're you're you're, you've been defeated by noah's booking suzuki thatcher came back did he i thought it was chris widgeway as you're thinking of no i saw a picture of thatcher's either coming back or came back or okay well then that looks good for kiyomiya's chances because then we might have the tag champs of uh thatcher and suzuki again Maybe. Oh yeah, he's back. He came back today. Uh, that's nice. Ah, oh, he would have had such a great tournament. What a shame. Yeah, I know. Um, Kenyo Kata also would have kept his jaw in place. So that would have been cool. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, the other two news that happened in the final night was uh, Nakajima versus Okada went to a referee stoppage when Nakajima uh, kicked uh, Okada's jaw off, knocked him unconscious two times in three months. That's not a good look. Not a good look. I think this one's definitely an accident, but... Uh, yeah, I think Kenyo Okada's, like, his protege, so I think it's definitely an accident. Yeah, I mean, I like, the knocking out, like, it was a stiff kick, but, like, if you watch the video, that whiplash that Okada has of doing the bump and everything, 
was like mm. really bad and you know i don't i don't i don't i, I completely understand why the guy I, immediately knocked out. i love nakajima i think he's excellent probably my favorite noah wrestler yeah this dude needs to chill <laughs> yeah <laughs> i agree i agree the other uh bit of news that i don't know if you saw uh, no, we did. You did see it, right? I think you. Were, I think we already said this earlier in the show. Kai Muda. Uh, no, no, no. Is a uh, uh, Jack oh. our boy Jack Morris hitting a shooting star press in his final match? That's what I'm talking about, baby. Talk about it after the show. What? That he missed. <laughs> no, I know he did miss. <laughs> no, we can talk about it now. I, he he missed. It was. It was he fine. Won. He won. He won. That's that's what matters. He won with it. Right, but uh, he, he, did he kind missed of, he did by kind of miss. uh, a large margin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it became a it became a shooting star headbutt. It did. At best. It did. Which you know still still does damage, I guess. So we'll, we'll give you points, I guess. But only two, no more. Uh, but yeah, we got the rest of the card as well for the night final night. Of course, it's Suzuki versus Kaito Kumiya. Uh, the six-man tag match of Muta, Great Okana, and Asawa Rangai have officially gotten people to face. <laughs> and it's Kongo, it's Kano, Manabu Soya, and Tarasuke. I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> I'm 100% watching that, baby. I, dude, you know what I'm excited about it? It's Kano versus Muta. Flame kick. Here we come, baby. Let's All right, go. Chance is the great... Chances the great mood of Pids Kano to get a title match. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Didn't Kano say he wants to face Muta or something for for this? Yeah, he's a he's a bold ass mofo. He's an idiot. Um there's of course also a GHC GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team title, Ogawa and Ridgeway versus a- Aita and Suzuki. Eight man tag team match, the return of Mirafuji, uh teaming up with Goshiyazaki, Tanaka. Oh! Marafuji and Eddie Kingston's happening today. That is also true, and I'm excited for that. Uh, Marafuji, Shizaki, Tanaka, and Mochizuki against Fujita, Kenda Cashin, Wagner Jr., and Thatcher. Um, you're right that he's back. Single match, Dragon Bane versus Alpha Wolf. Uh, tag match, Sagira, Kojima versus Taniguchi and Inamura. Uh, this... Sagira and Kojima is a fantastic tag team that I can't wait to see. That uh, is great. Six Segura man. didn't win, so that means he's not in the tournament next year, which means I'm going to sh- shove my head in a... That is also here. true. That is also true. He did not win, so he is out. He's, he's He, as he put it, is taking himself out of the tournament. Wrestling is ruined. Six-man tag team match. Funaki, Nakajima, and Kondo versus Kiyomiya, Yone, and Alejandro. Six-man tag match. Hayata, Yuya, Fujimura versus Koji, Gohei, tag match. Jack Morris and Inaba versus Anthony Green, Stanley Rogers. And super crazy versus O'Hara. So yeah, a lot of crap that we can just skip over. Really, a lot, it's of, the, a lot of shit. A lot of semi and the main are really what you're looking at. Is really what I'm getting. Hey, my, you know, I'm always here for Muto. I'm always here for not no, not just Muto. And Muta. <laughs> and Muta. This is a this is a pro Muto podcast and anti Muta podcast. <laughs> get get uh, great Muta out of here. Yeah. I want to see. Yeah, because f- one of them has more booking power than the other. <laughs> I've never. I like the. I like the one that can book himself into anything he wants. I, I mean, has the great Muta ever booked himself into anything? I haven't heard anything. I've only heard about Keji Muto. So, mm-hmm. have you ever stand that king? Have you ever seen them in the same room together at the same time? Bet you haven't. <laughs> Bet you haven't. <laughs> um. 
God, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. I Dude, the fact that it's Kano and Great Muta, I really want this. <laughs> this dude is, he is so happy right now. I really want that flame kick so badly, man. I, you, it's, I'm, I'm salivating. I'm salivating for the flame kick. I know, kick. I'm literally watching you. I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, it's kind of gross. It's gross. I'm. Oh, I love it. Um, but that's it for the show. That's pretty much it. That's uh, a little bit over. That's totally fine, of course. Uh, Scotty, anything to plug? So, and also, uh, match of the week. Uh, match of the week: Julia versus Starlight Kid from the Cork and Hall show that was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't watched Osprey versus Ricky Knight Jr., so I don't want to hear it. Me neither. Not yet. Um. Also, I could have said the main event of Dynamite, but I'll leave that to you, Ryan, if you'd like to have it. Um, yeah, and plug, follow me at Scotty Wrestling on Twitter. That's where you can see all my stuff. Actually, Ryan's picking Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn. All right, match of the week, Ryan. Match of the week, Billy Gunn versus Colton Gunn. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not that. Not that. It's going to be Will Ospreay versus Mike Bailey uh, on night one of the Rev Pro show. That match, fantastic. We love Rev Pro over here. They had the 10-year anniversary, night one and night two. I just watched night one. Uh, Very good show overall. The main event was fantastic, but even then, I loved the tag match of Aussie Open versus Destination Everywhere. I loved weirdly, I loved the strap match versus Shota Umno and Yoda Suji. That was fantastic. Yoda Suji, great heel work. Loved it. Luke Jacobs versus Francisco Akira was great, but the main event was outstanding. So definitely go check that out today. Um, like we said, follow me on Twitter at Ryan Nightsy. Follow Scotty at Scott E Wrestling. Um, you can follow the whole show at Countout Pod. And if you like, support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Countout Pod. Uh, we have our exclusive show uh, there. Ryan hasn't seen anything where it's us re not rewatching, but watching matches I have never seen and sometimes Scotty has never seen. Um, so it's a way for you know us to watch matches together and for you to watch matches with, uh, with us and get our thoughts on some very famous matches that for some reason I've never seen in my life. Um, uh, no new episode tomorrow for that, but it'll be next week will be episode four. So get on that $5 tier on Patreon. Go check that out today. Scotty, oh, any, uh, well, go ahead. Um, next week we'll of course have our live AEW all out review. Um, not live, but you get the point. It'll be instant reaction. Correct. Uh, right after the show or you know as close to right after as we can possibly do and we'll get that up probably the next morning which is always exciting those are always my favorite shows to do um and yeah we'll be back next week for the double header even though i don't know what we could possibly be talking about next sunday so yeah i mean yeah. next sunday might be a short show clash of the castle we... clash of the castle oh, for, right, sure. Right, right. for sure for yeah, sure there's plenty there's plenty there's plenty um and beyond and then noah final maybe we don't know maybe do a, maybe we'll do a five-star update we have an update updated five star in forever all right here's your update it's really good <laughs> it's it has put the g1 to shame i don't give a shit about your final two nights that doesn't redeem an entire tournament you i don't want to hear it it's it the cork and hall events alone 
have been better than like the entire G1. So there we go. Eat it, there New Japan. There we go. That means because Scotty coming G- for coming for your number one in Japan's ass. <laughs> number two, ladies and gents. That's number two. Stardom, two hundred and seven percent improvement since before the pandemic. Everyone else, nothing. I like nothing. I like the the video of you talking about that because you're just a head on the screen. Oh yeah. Because you're so, so far down I'm the chair. I'm slouched in my chair now, and I'm, like, tired. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, like, it's just a tiny head being, like... Me screaming, getting animated. <laughs> it's wicked funny, because yesterday on our recording, we did, like, a debate show. Yeah. Like, everything was debate about Joshi topics, and I went undefeated. I, I, I won all four. Yeah. And at the end, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I believed half of the shit I said, but let me tell you, I did everything in my power to make you know... That I'm right. So that's a warning to everybody. Don't challenge me. I'll debate the shit out of you. And you will lose every single time. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Count Out Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Count Out Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.